Episode 23 of Stakes is High, the, the Black Nerd Podcast. Podcast. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Troy Hunter, a.k.a. Tall Black Guy, a.k.a. Han Yolo, all up in areas and things. And I'm your boy, Terry Gant, a.k.a. Doc Midnight, a.k.a. Dread October, and we got things to talk about. We got a lot to think. It's been a couple months before we hit y'all. It's been a long time. Since I left you. We left you. <laughs> Without a podcast to step to. Right, let's get a, let's get in the thing. Let's get in the thing. The the, the burn it, the, the burn what the people need, what the people want. In fact, we, we left you waiting because we needed something to, you know, kinda happen out in the world for us <laughs> to, to bring us to draw us back in. And a thing has happened. Things have happened. You know, things have happened. Things have happened. Things. So let's, 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 let's start let's, let's do chronologically. Let's, right. let's hit Two movies have hit. Two movies have we, hit. We need, we need, we need talk on first. And it, we hope you've seen them by the time this airs, because there may be spoilers, and that ain't our fault. <laughs> Get your shit together. I'm, Get I'm, your shit I'm, together. I'm, I'm like, you know what? This is gonna be like two days from now. By the time this actually comes out, more than likely, it's gonna be like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. A lot of y'all have traveled. Go see something that you go to the movies and see movies you've been putting off before you go and get pissed off by your families. So you got to do that. You know, before you start become acting like barbarians and shit on Friday, like go see a movie that you want to see, and those movies are Justice League and Thor. Go see them both, because I'm about to talk about them shits. We're gonna talk about them. Thing is, you can actually pull this off on 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 the family tip because it's actually two or three. It's actually two mo- two hours each where you are with family, yeah. but you're not talking to them. Yeah. That's so true. so that's a, a be- that's a good thing for y'all. You could. You could you actually could go see a Thanksgiving movie. Pull that up. Some of y'all going to take a plate in the theater. So, like, you know, you know who you are. You know who you're the type of people. You know you're going to reach right into that damn bag that you brought with you. That you, you know, you're a very large to, bag. Yeah, you brought a very large bag, and you know you're going to be hitting the turkey and the stuffing sitting right there. Warm the fuck up. It's going to still be warm. It ain't going to be hot, but it's going to be lukewarm. It's going to be warm. And you're going to sit in there smelling the whole damn theater like candy yams and shit. You know who you are. I see you. All right, let's, hit, let's do Thor first. Thor. Thor. Let's do Thor. Do Thor. I enjoyed it. Um, it was not unlike I haven't seen before, we haven't seen before from the from the creative team. It's just you know the stuff you giggle at, you giggle at the stuff for as far as story wise. You know you have a story arc. You know you have a beginning, a you know a beginning, a conflict, conclusion. Um, enjoyable. There are a whole lot of people laughing at a movie that's called Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> It's fucking Ragnarok. Ragnarok. But it's Ragnarok. full of jokes. Full of jokes. I think they missed the point of Ragnarok. <laughs> sure, they destroyed Asgard and shit, but like as an afterthought, that was some Scooby-Doo-ass shit. Oh, yeah, while well, we're riding off into the sunset, look, there's a big fire monster stomping all over the city. Boy, we got out just in time. <laughs> then there's another joke. Like, really? But, but our man, but our man, Idris, how, shout out to Idris, still making fanboys mad because he's still black and he's still him, though. Um, for giving you the... Asgard is not a place. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, that's some magical Negro bullshit. Look, um, are you I, saying Idris is bag of vans? Yeah. Oh. In this movie, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Except the only person actually doing a job in this movie is Idris Elba. Right? Heimdall's off rescuing children like left and right. He's got like a whole underground railroad working in Asgard and shit. He is Sojourner Heimdall Truth. All up in this movie. But you just call him Bag of Vance. He is Bag of Vance because when there was also something to be said that motherfuckers need to listen to, he's going to be the one to say it because Thor is too busy off like, you know, 
being the comic relief of the Avengers to actually be trying to actually save Asgard at a time when he ought to be trying to save Asgard. Wait, he did get back there because he flew through Satan's anus. Yes. Or whatever the fuck that was yes. to be able to get back. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. I don't know when it was that Marvel decided that if the movie wasn't called Black Panther coming up, they're basically just going to remake Guardians of the Galaxy over and over. Over and over and over, and I kind of hate it. I hate it. Was it a bad movie? No. Because the audience just wants to have fun. It was a fun movie. You got your fun. Right. And you ruined Thor. <laughs> Forevermore. Fucking ruined. Ruined. <laughs> Fucking ruined Thor. Ruined? Ruined Thor. Damn. Now, were there people sitting in that audience going, ooh, child, he hot? Yeah, sh- certainly. Fine. Certainly. Right. There were a whole lot of dudes who can get it from a whole lot of chicks in that audience mm-hmm. not arguing that point. There were a lot of characters who were just not themselves. Like... I mean, the Warriors 3, I wish that they got a chance to be themselves, but they got smoked without even getting dialogue in. Yeah, and the Executioner, like, 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 Scourge the Executioner, actually, in the graphic novel for which hit this story is based, like, his part, he's really fucking cool. But in this movie, he's an idiot with a shake weight and some random shit he picked up going to Earth. Which, as far as I know, Asgardians don't just kick it down on Earth all the fucking time, except Thor. That's kind of why Odin's always mad at him. Because you keep going to Earth. You keep going to Midgard. You keep going to Midgard fucking around. Oh, but Scourge gets down there every so often and hits the pawn shops and shit. Right, right. Really? In Texas. Right. The fuck? Come on, man. The Grand Masters is this dude who's supposed to be like, like he's the cosmic embodiment of like games, right? Like, like yeah. chance of like competition and shit. Nah, he wasn't. He was like Hugh Hefner with face paint, you know? He was just kind of a, you know, eccentric dick. Just kind of like, oh, yeah, let's have some games. Oh, yeah, ooh. It's fucking like a bad Caesar. Like, really? It was a bad Caesar. I, I'm not there with that. Okay. You know? Well, you and, wouldn't and, be. And, and, but, like, like, Marvel fans simply had fun, and that's all that kind of mattered. Yeah. Like, I heard people saying, like, it was better than Thor the Dark World. Thor the Dark World happened so long ago. I don't even think you can compare it to these movies now. Just like, no one ever counts, like, you know what the best Marvel movies were? No one ever goes back to, Iron Man was like the best one. People forget that that's like the first one, because right. you've had so much shit with Iron Man in it, we don't really count it anymore. It's okay, it's fine. You know, it was an alright movie, it was fine, it was good. I liked it, I enjoyed Iron Man right. very much, yeah. but it's kind of forgotten at this point, because that shit was like 10 years ago, right? Which is an eternity. Right, it's fucking, especially in Hollywood. That man, th- imagine the special effects you could do now if you remade Iron Man. Ooh, imagine the jokes you could tell. I imagine half the joke writers, though, couldn't even work in Marvel now. Because those motherfuckers would literally be, like, like kicked out of Hollywood the next day because they're all inappropriate dick bags. And, like, <laughs> that's kind of what this, we can't have nice things no more. Thor ain't your nice thing. You can't have it. It's not a nice thing. Ruined. When this next Avengers movie happens, if Thor doesn't come out with a fucking stand-up microphone and he has to adjust and a spotlight on his ass with a Sandman waiting for a goddamn hook, you did it wrong. Because you just told me he's the funniest motherfucker in the Avengers. I don't know when he became that, but he was that in this movie. He's your comic relief now. Great. Great. Really? Yeah. Bothers me. The Avengers didn't even need comic relief. But since the Guardians of the Galaxy are so damn funny and successful, now everybody's going to have to be that fucking funny. These motherfuckers can make like a movie about the thing, right? And Ben Grimm would just be like, Clobbering time. Yep. Yep. I somehow don't see that happening. But if he goes to Yancey Street. Right, if he goes to Yancey Street. Then it becomes like. They clown on Yancey Street anyway, so it's not even like, yeah, that's a thing. Right, right. I mean, but. 
the whole thing about him being in Asgard and, and messing around and doing what he does. Yeah. I think that was more that's that was the comedy relief. Like I do this, I'm funny, I'm funny at home. <laughs> right. But I'm not funny when, you know, when I'm trying like, to do some Couldn't shit. it be enough that Loki was the funny one? I think Loki was the funny one. You know I what think, I mean? I think they like, set Loki up to be the Like, one. let Loki be that guy. He's a god of mischief. Let him be that ass that's like, like everything's a fucking joke to him and he takes nothing. Like, yeah. Thor already learned the lesson of you take nothing serious. That was one of Thor 1. Yeah. Which you don't take shit seriously. Right. Right? He's out fighting Surtur for Christ's sake. He takes shit seriously now. He does. After a while, like the beginning with, with the whole Zeus stand-in thing, which I found hilarious. Um, Odin stand-in. The Odin stand-in. Yeah. It was, it was a Tonight Show set. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's fucking Conan O'Brien and shit. You know? Team Coco. No. Yeah. That's what it was. I'm giving Thor, the dark Ragnarok, a C plus as a grade. I give it a C plus. Now, I realize a lot of people loved it. A lot of people loved it. And they, they I, loved it. I liked it for what it was. Yeah. I liked it for what it was and the fact that... Well, I don't know what it was. Well, <laughs> it was a movie. <laughs> we can start there. <laughs> Let's start with the basics. With the basics. With the basic shit. It was a movie. It had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. It was. It a, I mean, it was a story like we're finally putting... Ooh, we're finally I thought putting of a thing I could say stuff. nice about it. Oh. Thor had an arc. Because, and this is a thing that Marvel movies tend to do very badly... People don't have arcs. Captain America's had arcs. Thor never does. So Thor kind of went from like joking and being kind of an ass, but by the end of it, because he loses an eye, he's got to like take his people all Battlestar Galactica style. Right. He's 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 Commander Adama at the end of the shit, but he yeah. was absolutely Starbuck at the beginning of the shit. Yeah, yeah. He you was, know, I'll appreciate that. Yes, Thor yes, for that. Yeah. He, was, he was that. Yeah. And I think that's what I got out of it. I, that's that was the, the the procedure, the process. I was totally good with that. I was totally good with the fact that he went from, you know, you know, oh, you know, kind of, oh, this stuff is happening, da da da. Then oh shit, dad left. Right. Oh shit, what do I do now? Right. Hey, there's my brother. My brother still fucks with me, but yeah. I'm still kind of okay. What I have to do? Oh shit, this big thing is happening. And oh, also, shit. you know what? Let's back up a minute. I think they fucked Odin over, right? Odin's gonna get if Odin's going out. Odin should go out like big, like like the fucking All Father goes out. Why does he gotta go out like he's filming like the owner of a Lonely Heart video and shit? What is that all about? Why he gotta go out like that? I'm calling bullshit. Maybe that's really that's the way he chooses to do it. No, he's Odin. That look, it's Ragnarok. I get it. Someone gotta drive a spear through the motherfucker's heart or something. Like really? I mean, we yeah, we got Fenris is around. He's dying because Loki put him in a fucking old folks home and left him too long. Quit using that Neil Gaiman American Gods ass shit. Stop that. You know? We ain't had enough time for the motherfucker to just waste away from lack of worship. Yeah. You know? Yeah, is that? Damn. You know, but... They played like, everybody to the left of this fucking movie. And all y'all... Brian, I don't know what the hell you said. You give me my goddamn Marvel whiny free... What? Oh, whimsy. You want whimsy. You want Marvel. You got Marvel whimsy. They didn't give you what you want. That's what they got. So You're getting whatever. whimsy. You're getting whimsy. You're just not getting a good movie. But you're getting whimsy. You're getting, a, you're getting a decent movie, but it's not. You're it's gonna not like canon. whatever they give you because you're refusing to think about the shit. I'm trying to help you, bro. Yeah. I, hey, I'm I'm here for the people. You're here for the people. I'm here for the people. But you go you go I, you talk a little shit about the people. Sometimes they gotta hear. Sometimes they got. Oh, I'm letting you on the ark, all right. But when you're getting on the ark, I might have to say, get your ass on on the ark. What are you doing out there, just waiting for it? You just accepting any damn thing? Shit, you may as well go ahead and watch Ghost Rider again. Damn. 
That was kind of stop accepting any damn thing. Stop. Stop settling. Stop settling. Stop settling. So you, you settle for Guardians of the Galaxy twice. Quit settling. You gonna settle for like Guardians of the Galaxy two point five? I feel like you 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 harsh on this shit. And fuck Thanos. <laughs> I'm, I can't even segue that shit in now. I can't segue this in. <laughs> I keep saying so you get a little bit a little bit more for the in credit scene in Thor. A little bit more Thanos related shit. A little bit more. He's still done nothing. Nothing. He's yeah. he's he's he has physically done nothing. He is he is walking motherfuckers out down the hall, what and is, it's taken him eleven movies to walk down the hall. It's a long haul. I, don't know. I would accept if Thanos at this point he needs like a croupier stick just to like move some pieces across a galactic board and shit. Like aha, all the pieces are in place. He should do that. Like Cobra commanded that shit. Serpentor it. Like he ain't even doing that. Yeah. By the time you actually see Thanos in a movie, the special effects have to be so much the point. Because they can't write him doing anything that would have justified you waiting all these damn years for whatever the hell you get. Yeah. How that's, everybody was really mad at, when you got when you finally got new Star Wars, people were like, "Who's the who's the shadowy guy? Wait, that Kylo Ren sure is a whiny bitch." Yeah, like everybody's a whiny bitch now. You know, you waited so long for this shit, nothing will live up your expectations. You can't. You literally, we but, cannot just take it as it comes to us and chill. You can't do it. You can't take to it as it comes in jail. I can't. I mean, I can and I can't. I can't about some things, and I'm bad about it with other things. I, I'm, I'm annoyed with formula, and these motherfuckers are just giving you formula. And the formula is to make you laugh, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm angry for you. I am your anger. Personified. Yeah, that's it. I am, I am your nerd anger translator. That's what I am. So you may go ha-ha, but what you're really saying is that I don't think that this is the correct direction for this shit to go. I mean, it's only Thor, right? I, I don't. I really. I worry that they're gonna keep going down the humor line and fuck everything up. But they certainly fucked it up this way. But people like this fuck up. I just disagree with the public. Okay. So if, if this was Vegas, this is the field, right? Yeah, that's. And I'm, I'm not. You know what I mean? I'm going yes. the other way. The field is the field. I'm not saying you're all wrong. I mean, you like the shit you like. I can't stop you from liking the shit you like. But y'all wrong. Speaking of wrong, That's why you're wrong. Next movie, the, the segue, Troy. Yes, yes. segue that shit. Yes, bring it. Because the public opinion on our next movie was that this was shit. Justice League was going to be shit. Yes, and you will revel in the shit. I call those people Marvel fans because they hated that movie before the fucking lights went up. Yeah, that's right. True. They hated it. They hated it when it got out Man, of their cars. DC people didn't. DC people didn't. Were, were Kind of gra- like grabbing the edge of the seat. Like, if this is crap, there were some self identification. There were some please, please, please. Self identification was going to get fucked up. For me, I felt like a lot of people are hinging it upon their meh of Man of Steel, which comes down to Superman killed Zod, right? Like, if Superman didn't kill Zod, they would just say that movie was dark, right? But they would have liked the movie. The movie was fine, you know, for the most part. And then Superman kills Zod, which creates Superman doesn't kill, which is bullshit. Right? Like, even in the movies that you like with Superman, and he killed. So, what else, right? Then that became, oh, man, he didn't save nobody. Right? Yeah. I, I literally, I remember he didn't save nobody, leading to Avengers Civil War having a fight in an airport that had no people in it. Yeah. Which leads to this movie, I saw a complaint, where someone said, there were no regular humans in this movie. Who the 
fuck? Really? Like, really? Was that the... What? Right? Like, no, like, no regular humans in the world. Because everything was Justice League. Yeah, those people are out there, right? I think that DC fans got a reprieve because Wonder Woman was awesome. Yeah. Right. So I think they could have just chilled. But right. if you've been, if you feel like you've been beat up too many times, <laughs> you forget when the good shit happens. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Batman versus Superman is is the thing that I think is important here because Batman Superman was like three hours of shit that didn't really need to happen. And but there was there were three three or four things in Batman versus Superman that absolutely happened that paid off in this movie, which made it more awesome to me. Okay. You know, like. That is the that that's characters having an arc right there, right? When when things are happening in other movies, and you're like, oh, okay, a thing has happened. But if you're paying attention, you're catching that this thing is progressing, right? And when it culminates in a movie here, right, with and with characters being in a different place in their lives at this point, that's really cool. Yeah, I think okay. that was a, a definitely a bonus in Justice. But that was that's contingent on you having that patience to deal with that arc. And over DC movies. fans generally, DC fans have the patience. Marvel fans watching DC movies don't. Right? DC fans are saying, I like what I'm getting from Ben Affleck as Batman. I'm okay with Henry Cavill Superman. I love Wonder Woman. I'm really curious about The Flash. Yeah, right. He was he's cool. Like they're saying it. And then they're going Jason Momoa swoon, right? Right. Heartthrob, heartthrob. And please don't fuck up Cyborg. Right. Or you know? Brobot. Cyborg. What Brobot? What? Is that a thing? You guys are calling him Brobot? I don't I missed the we, meeting. No, me, I, Brobot. That's 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 out there on the internet? That's out there, yes. People are stupid. All right. Okay, all right. Don't none of you say it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you people. Yeah, right, Brian. You're right, Brian. No whimsy for me because I'm not 12. But then, you did, did you get whimsy at Justice League? No. Not the character, the character, the Flash, is, he's, he's comic relief. He always is. Right for the for the version of the Flash that so many people know, which is the version from Justice League you, JLU, the cartoon. Yeah, Wally West is that guy. Yeah, right. So this version of Barry Allen is kind of like that version of Wally West. I accept that he's goofy, right? He's young. He's kind of a boob. That kid had to be like eight, 19 years old, right? Let him be kind of an idiot. Don't. He doesn't need to have his idiocy matched by everyone else in the movie on screen, right? Like. Right. Some people can be crazy. Some people can be psychopaths. You can only have one or two of those people, though. Right. If you got, there's like eight people in the main cast, why are you all the same fucking idiot? You know? Like that. How do you get things done? Right. How does anything happen here? There's an era. <coughs> this is a point that, I, that it's on our agenda that I will bring up for TV shows, right? There's an era of the Justice League, which is beloved by fans. It was J.M. DeMatteis and uh, Kevin McGuire, and it is just, and Keith Giffen, it is just all jokes all the time. Right, they turned the Justice League into a whimsical, funny ass book, and because it hadn't been done and people didn't see this coming, it was really actually pretty good. Right, it, I even I liked it. I liked it at the time. At the time, there wasn't so much of that in comics, right? And then the next thing you know, you start seeing it everywhere, and then I just back off. Like I don't need all my comics to now have jokes in order for me to enjoy the comics. Right, okay. I can read the Authority and V for Vendetta and Saga and Paper Girls and East to West and a funny Justice League comic if one exists. Right. I can read the new Teen Titans, and I can read, like, Monstrous, right? I don't need everything to have the same damn tone. I don't need all the characters right. having the same voice. Right, right. And people's thirst for whimsy gives everyone the same voice. So the Flash being that guy, I'm okay with that, right? And you balance him off against, like, you know, Batman being as dry as he is. Yeah. Or literally the dry wit of Alfred 
right? And Alfred's humor isn't the same as the Flash's humor, right? Right? But in Thor, everyone's humor is exactly the same, right? They're all it's all the same comedic voice. I think just have a minute we got it back. I don't like that. Okay. You know? Okay. Now, the thing is, is that where when you write a joke in the Marvel movie, yeah, it's been researched, it's been probably dry tested the whole thing, sure. And it is normally funny. There was a quite a couple flash things which were we write that, and we someone liked that joke. Someone said, "Put that joke in there." Put that joke that's in. That's Joss Whedon. That shit was. That's there, Joss Whedon. There was some. We're trying too hard. That that. Was, I, I think that I think that Joss Whedon may have somewhere in an office said to himself, "Flash should be twenty five percent funnier," right? <laughs> and I can kind of get that. Whatever the hell he walked into when Zack Snyder stepped away might have literally required things like Batman getting in a car. And when Flash says, what's your superpower? And he goes, I'm rich. I literally believe that is not a Batman line. Like, Batman doesn't say that. That's not it. Batman will explain his great level of detective skills. He will not say, I'm rich. Right? It is obvious that he is rich. Right. Right? He doesn't need to, he doesn't need to do that. And he's not so buddy-buddy with Flash that he can make that joke. That he would choose to make that joke. Right? Right? It's just not a thing. That's, yeah, That's not fan service right there. That is literally there so that the fans can go, ha, 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 we've been making that joke all this time, right? It's like the Aquaman talk the fish shit. That's so stupid, and people need to stop talking about it, right? Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, ha, he talks the fish, ah, uh-huh, ha, got it. Yeah, yeah, we, we know, we know, right? We're good, we're good. Yes, Super Friends, got it. Oh, it was stupid, yes. It's also a children's cartoon. It's okay. Moving on now, right? Justice League was really good. Wait, uh... I'm rich equals Iron Man, says Chris Ryan. Correct. But that is a Tony Stark line that Tony Stark would say. Right. right? Tony Stark is that guy who would say, I'm a billionaire. Like, I'm, I'm a billionaire. He, he I'm would a billionaire throw that playboy out. philanthropist. He can't stop he talking about his fucking money. No. That's right? kind of a mistake. Can't stop talking about it. Can't yeah. stop talking about it. I don't He's know. A narcissist I can't imagine that Bruce Wayne ever checks his bank account. Yeah. You know? He doesn't have to. Yeah, doesn't have to. Tony Stark will check his bank account. You know? He, he wants to know. You know? Tony Stark will peep in on his old girlfriends on Facebook. Just to see what they doing. You know, Tony Stark is that dude. Bruce Wayne ain't that dude. Bruce Wayne only has girlfriends to make it look like he cares. You know? Because Bruce Wayne don't care. He don't give a fuck. Right. So, Justice League, let's talk about it. I liked okay. it. Mm-hmm. There were some things I did not like. Okay. All right. Like, I don't like the MacGuffin. I don't like the, the, the device that everyone has to chase. Yeah. Right? To further the plot because I think they got the MacGuffin wrong. Right? The, the mother boxes aren't big, gigantic ass, like, like, Mario devices, they're not Mario surprise boxes, right? That like, <laughs> right, <laughs> give you coins. A little question mark. Right, that's not what mother boxes are. Mother boxes aren't necessary to, to de- they don't destroy the earth. This is not what a mother box is. The problem is, I do understand how it can be difficult to get what an actual mother box is across to a modern comics audience because a mother box is effectively to the new gods a really awesome cell phone. That's what it is. All the citizens of New Genesis have them, right? They, everybody like, and I think on Apocalypse, like you can you can get them. Like Darkseid would give them to his minions too. They, his mother boxes, I guess, would just serve a different purpose, right? They are like like it's named. It is basically your mother. It is an emotional nurturing device. It is a sensory device. It is an informational device, right? It doesn't speak. It doesn't have a voice, right? It makes a pinging noise, which the new gods understand when they hear it, right? It is an all-purpose super tool, right, that they grow up with, right? 
That's it. That's their, their in their super science and Jack Kirby's 1970 super science. What he was envisioning was we are sometimes so far up our own asses we have lost our ability to directly connect with each other. Right? The mother box is a is a surrogate for connection. Right? Is what it is. Okay. Right? When which is totally not what the fuck this thing. Entirely is. not what this is. <laughs> but I also I don't want Zack Snyder giving me a surrogate anything. Right? If Zack Snyder is like, let me tell a story about human connection, I run like hell. Right? If, Jack, if Zack Snyder is doing a story about human connection, he's going to write something about Animal Fucking Lecter. I don't want that. Right? I, I can't have it. Not from him. So I'm, I'm accepting it. It's just not right. Okay. You know, in, in comic book movies, they basically have always been able to be like, there's an ancient magical fucking device someplace, you know, and we gave one to the Amazons and one to the Atlanteans to keep them apart. This is fucking, you know, old as hell. That's a G.I. Joe plot. Right, you don't. You don't Cobra Commander usually fucks it up. Seriously, you know the, the, what the what was it, the, the pyramids of darkness? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, so the Cobra Commander could literally plunge a quarter of the Earth into darkness at a time, but only as the Earth rotated, because he did not think of making an entire cube of darkness to encompass the entire planet. Just a pyramid, because some villains think small, which is always Cobra Commander's problem, right? But. I accepted it. I just didn't. I don't really like it. I just kind of accepted it. Okay. I thought that Steppenwolf, the villain, I, I've heard people's criticism of using Steppenwolf, but I don't know how many of these criticisms are actually valid, right? Steppenwolf works for Darkseid. Yes. He is a shock trooper sent out. He's a general. He, he sent, goes out with his parademons and he leads an army to go do a thing. Right? He has a task to go and do. And the new gods, what I liked about Steppenwolf being as tough as he was, was that it should let you know if there are more Steppenwolves, you're going to have a big problem. And from Batman's perspective, this one guy is the threat. Right? right and all the parodies. He, doesn't know, he, he has doesn't, no idea. He doesn't know about any other. Right. The only person who knows about Darkseid and has an idea has been driven insane by the knowledge, and that's Lex Luthor. Right? Right. And I find that interesting because literally... They're not, like, I've heard people's kind of comparing the dark side thing to how Marvel's kind of, uh, I had a conversation with somebody over the weekend, and Marvel, they're giving you the slow burn with Thanos so that you keep Thanos top of mind, basically what they're saying, and then, you know, the, the constant Thanos appearances are so that you go, oh shit, Thanos, oh shit, Thanos, but they gave you nothing for dark side in this movie. I prefer it this way. Okay. Right? Because we know it's in the back of the mind, right? But the heroes don't know, Right? So don't show us anything more. Who knows? Because what I ended up having to do after yeah. I, I kind of gauged this movie on how to explain how much, this. How to much people, research you had to do in order to explain? How it. much research I had to do, and how much I have to explain this to uh, to Katie in terms of who are these people? She's like, right. you know, what is this? What is this? So when they mentioned Darkseid once, once I said, remember that, right? Because she doesn't know Darkseid right. is. All she knows is that like the end of Marvel movies, sure. there was a big purple dude, right? Big purple dude's in space, yep, and he's taught some shit. Like, oh, shit, who's that? Right. She didn't, they mentioned Darkseid, just doo Yep. Mentioned, mentioned him once, and I said, rem- and she registered, no. Right. Like, remember Darkseid. That's going to come up later. That's a bigger deal. And if there was more Darkseid mentioned in this movie, then it becomes Dawn of Justice, because now it's a three-hour fucking movie in which they're chasing a thing they can't do anything about. Right? We don't want that. Right. Because I want, I want Dawn of Justice to be an hour shorter, but I can't tell you what hour to cut out. That's a horrible problem to have. Right? So, yes, you would have to go to Wikipedia to explain some Yes, you go to Wikipedia to explain, like, who the dude is at, who the, dude is at the end. Yep. Who, you know, so who Darkseid is, who Steppenwolf was, and the whole thing in the, in, in the comics. You have to, as opposed to, you know, 
we've heard about you know the Vikings do the, the, the Ragnarok being you know Odin does his thing and whatever whatever. You under people it's it's almost like Marvel's not grasp but kind of hold on to common common mythology is known and people can go with mm-hmm. oh there's Odin sure oh there's a Thor okay it's a thunder yeah, thing sure, and like sure. oh okay cool. I remember all that yeah as opposed, I remember all that as yes. opposed to a dark side yeah as opposed to you know as a you know my only we get. I only I only counter that with the fans in the room Marvel movie fans don't know any of these characters they don't know the Marvel characters either. They love Guardians of the Galaxy with all those fucking jokes, having no clue who any of those characters were. And they don't even know that one of the main characters in the Guardians of the Galaxy is basically being portrayed as an alien, but he's from Earth. He's not, right? Like, they only they treat it like only Star-Lord is from Earth. But Drax is from Earth, yes. right? So they've rewritten it so much and just kind of yada, yada, yada over that part that nobody actually cares, you know? Like, they're giving you characters and saying, just watch the movie, right? It's the same with a DC movie. You got to just watch the movie, right? Could they have mentioned Darkseid a few more times? I don't know, maybe. But I'm okay that they didn't. I mean, what I liked, okay. what I really liked was the, 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 the payoff of the dream sequence is in this movie. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, things like that. Okay. Like, that's the stuff. That's how you know Dark Side matters, right? Because you got, unfortunately, it was deleted. It was a deleted scene, the Steppenwolf giving the mother box to Luthor. Right? So everyone's seen it by now. It just wasn't actually in the film. Or it's in the film if you watch the Ultimate Edition, which, I've, which makes the movie better. Okay. Right? But then now you got a three and a half hour fucking movie, right? Like, stupid. Like, you shouldn't have that problem. But the point here is here's Steppenwolf, who is foreshadowed in the previous movie, right? Giving a thing to Luthor. Here's the dream sequence, which has the Omega sign, which is Dark Side symbol, burned into the ground, right? With Batman fighting parademons and shit, right? Like, here are the parademons. Right here. Here's Batman stressing like a son of a bitch about parademons, right? But still not having gotten to the part of the dark side mystery, right? But knowing that he needs Superman, whom he fought, who sacrificed himself, Kryptonite Spear, that whole doomsday thing, sacrificed himself in the last movie. You need him back in this movie. Here's Superman, who has learned that he can't be the same kind of prick he'd been being for the previous four years, right? He can't be that guy. He's learned that in this movie, right? Here's, was the, the other thing I noticed was that uh, in that same sequence, it's Batman explaining that when he's talking about getting more heroes together, he's not talking about it because the, the, the Apocalypteans and the, the fucking new guys are so hard to beat. He's talking about it because it's Superman who needs to inspire more heroes, yeah. right? He knows because he can't do he it. He knows he can't do it. Yeah. He knows he can't do it. He knows Superman's story is just starting. His story is ending. I find that to be great. Yeah, that's awesome. And everything else, I got a uh, Justice League movie where I could actually watch Batman fight. Those fight scenes were visible where you could all see them. He he moved like a superhero moves. Right. You know? As opposed to, there's like, an empty room. A ninja with, in the dark. With, with tons of people scattered around. and Yeah, yeah, right? Like, I dug that. Like, at last, how long has it been? Christopher Nolan did two and a half good movies, right? And in one of them, Batman couldn't even turn his head. You know, like, nah, okay, yeah, look, the movie, two of those movies were awesome, but they were kind of bad for Action Batman. Action Batman, not so good. Like, they filmed that shit in Chicago, in the dark, at night, you know, with dark filters on the cameras, (laughs) and Batman's non-reflective clothing, you know? Like, this movie, Batman was like Batman, right? Like, all of it was just cool. All of it was cool. Okay. 
Did you like Cyborg? Yes. I, like I was Cyborg. I was really worried about Cyborg. I, the first thing I got was why is a Teen Titan in my movie? Oh, I could explain that. I know you can't. Wait, okay. All right. No, 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 no. That, that, that was the thing I got. Okay. It's like, why are you trying to make this guy a thing? Okay. The thing is, is that I, I love the fact that he had an arc. Yep. He went and, and the arc was going. Hello, Alex. The arc was going from, I have no idea what I can do, to, hey, I'm doing new things now. Right. And then finding out at a pivotal point, oh, shit, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, no. Oh, no, no, don't shoot me, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. You know, we're getting ripped apart, the whole right. shit. Like, he goes and he has, like, he's smart about it. There's a good arc with him and his dad. That's cool. But you have uh, you have a character who goes from, I don't know what my powers are. Right. But wait, I can figure out how to make this whole, he, his, this he, his knowledge of his own shit is exponentially growing because of his contact with the mother box. And so his shit is like, yeah. oh, I can do this thing. And, like, I can – at the beginning, he was, he was just kind of the sullen teenager. Like, this is bullshit, Dad. This is, I'm at home, Dad. This is bullshit. You know what's great about that, though? Because we're led to believe, like, in the original New Teen Titans, when, when Cyborg first appears, Cyborg kind of wants to be dead, right? He'd rather have died than been saved by his father from the accident his father created that fucked his whole body up, right? right. He, he, he wants to be dead. He can't, he can't touch anything, feel anything. He's, he's mad as shit about it. He is suicidal and depressed for many issues of that book. In this movie, you are led to believe that whatever has happened to him, the world thinks he's dead. Right. Right? You're led to believe you're going to get that, that guy. Right? This is going to be a, a, a journey, a story about people trying to save Cyborg from his depression. When it turns out, Cyborg is actually fine with the situation for the most part. He wants to go out into the world, but his father isn't handling it well. Completely flipped, right? His father's the one that fucked up, and his father's fucked up over it, and Cyborg is like, I can't stay in the apartment forever, Dad. Sometimes a brother just wants some chips. What if I want a Slim Jim? You know, I ain't even trying to chase skirts no more, man. Like, seriously, dude. Can you... Hennessy? I mean, where am I supposed to... You, we out of Hennessy. Come on, Dad. What if I need some Swisher Sweets? What? Uh, I gotta go outside, Dad. And he just, when he realizes that things are happening, he takes it upon himself. He's like, I'm gonna be in that. Right? I thought that was cool. That was I'm cool. gonna be, I, I've learned my senses are growing and expanding. Right. Right? <laughs> I can I, fly now with the Things are now. happening. Right. Oh. I don't understand them all, <laughs> but I ain't gonna sit around here. <laughs> Shit's happening out there. You know? And, and, you know, and people are talking to me, like, high-powered people are talking yeah. to me, like, why is Bruce Wayne following me? Right. Why is this going on? Right. What you need? You he talking to Omar me. He little alone. <laughs> the game is out there. And it's play the, or get played. The game is the game. <laughs> That's what he did. I loved it. The game is I the love, game. Now, I'll explain why Cyborg is in your movie. It's a little bit of a history lesson. Hmm. Prior to 2011, people kind of felt like since from, from 1983 to 2011, you watched Cyborg grow. First in the New Teen Titans, right? Then in the Titans. And then eventually he'd become that character that people were like, characters always graduate from the Titans to like that next level. Yeah. Many of them end up joining the Justice League. Did Grayson join the Justice League at some point? Wally West joined the Justice League at some point, right? Like, at, the graduation thing happens, Right, you, We just know it. It's a thing. And it, people had decided around just before 2011 that it was Cyborg's turn. Right? It was about time right, that this happened. Okay. And instead of it happening, 
in a sense where the Justice League, they would always do these things every so often of like, let's let's get new blood in here. Let's get new members. And they would start voting on who to, who to go extend the membership to. When you join the Justice League a lot of times, it's not like, you know, joining the Avengers in the last, like, 10 years where you just go to the fucking mansion and they just let you on a team. Or joining the X-Men for the last 30 years is if you can find the address, you're an X-Man, right? doesn't matter what time period you're from or who your great-granddaddy is who isn't even born yet. Like, none of that shit makes a damn bit of difference, even if you're a villain. No matter how many times you tried to kill the X-Men, if you ring the doorbell, they show you where the danger room is, they give you keys to the jet and shit. But the, the, the Justice League generally would show up at your crib, right? Right? Like, hey, you know, we got Green Lantern's off in space and Hawkman's off in space. Not that we care, you know. But uh, so we got a couple extra, we got a couple extra chairs around a table. What you think, Black Lightning? <laughs> Come through. Right? Hey, Red Tornado, we noticed that you was kicking it with us a little bit. Why don't you stick around? You know, hey, Black Canary, we're sorry your husband got murdered in that mission where we met you on Earth 2. But since you don't have a husband on Earth 2 no more, why don't you hang out with us for a little bit? They just show up at your crib and give you an envelope like, hey, we cordially invite you to join the Justice League, son. Right. And most people go, yeah, yeah. Black Lightning was like, I ain't hanging out with you, Jab Turkeys. But like generally people say yes. Right. So we were waiting. It's Cyborg's turn. That dude grew up like we watched that shit. Right. In 2011, the New 52 happened, which reset like three quarters of the DC universe, and it sent, it erased a bunch of history. So now you got Cyborg joining the Justice League, but he wasn't a Cyborg who was in the Teen Titans, right? So he wasn't exactly the Cyborg that had all this history. He had just had his damn accident, right? And he's in the Justice League because DC listened, they put him in there, but it wasn't the Cyborg who earned the shit. So it's a bit, it's a bit awkward in the comics. The book is decent now, but now it is totally like, why is Cyborg here? And Cyborg is here now. If the, the way that Cyborg would have been treated before 2011 isn't how he's treated now. Okay. Now, he's Martian Manhunter from the JLU cartoon. He's the operator guy. He's a switchboard. He's basically a glorified switchboard who, when the plot's kicking off, when the shit's going down, it's Cyborg systems that get infiltrated by some kind of fucking virus or some shit, and they shut him down like they always shut Doctor Strange down in the comic. You know? Nope, take the magic guy out before he ruins the plot. Right? Take the computer guy before he ruins the plot. So putting him in the movie, I was worried that he was going to be the dude where they were like, hey, Victor, here's the Batcave. Now, why don't you be the guy on the Bluetooth and shit all in our heads? Right, None telling us where to go. And Didn't do that. Yay. They do a sequel. I'm afraid somebody else will fuck that up because they won't be able, they won't be able to write the dude like he was written now. Right? And that also might be like a Whedon influence, too, because I think Whedon can take characters who appear damaged, right, and actually cre- get a character out of them. Right? And I'm not sure that many other people in, in, in comic nerd writing pull that off sometimes. Okay. For a lot of shit that I don't like weeding about, I can say that it is possible that if you're reshooting something, you're reshooting some of his shit, I bet. You know? So that he is functional and important in the story. Not just like, oh, wait, you're a robot guy. How does <laughs> do this a, thing work? Do a computer thing. Right? Can you, can you Google? <laughs> Google that shit for me. <laughs> you know? Like Cyborg. Had no problem with it. Hey, hey, Anthony C. Brown is joined. Woo. Oh, okay, Jenny Spinner. I was like, what is, there's a lot of vowels. Okay, got okay. it, Jenny. She sees us. All right, where would I see you too? <laughs> so. um, all right, so Justice League gets a B plus from me. Okay, I enjoyed it. B plus. Okay, I enjoyed them both. Um, and people didn't. Can I talk about the post credit scene? It's two. I mean, one, one of them is important. One of them is purely fan service. Yeah. The first one is Lex Luthor, right? 
and he's he's talking about a thing for the next movie. He's talking yes. to Deathstroke. Yes. Right. This is it, now. It might seem like I oh, was just talking to some dude that not a lot of people understand. Right. Not a lot of people get. But Deathstroke is a big deal villain in the DC universe. Right. He's like a super assassin, but he's a, he's basically a Teen Titans villain. And if you've been watching Arrow for like the last five fucking years, he's been on that shit like a thousand times. Right. Okay. So people should be familiar with Deathstroke. More importantly, having Deathstroke in that scene says that they are going for like arch nemesis level dudes to be the the uh, antagonist for the Justice the League next in the next joint. film. Yeah, yeah. But remember, Lex Luthor knows about Darkseid. Okay. So the only reason he would be doing this isn't to directly confront the Justice League. It would be to move them off the board so they can't see Darkseid coming. I found this to be incredibly clever. This is what I'm theorizing is happening. Okay. Right? So your right. your theory is I'm, clever theory, if they do it. If they do it. If they do it. But there's no other reason because we know, we know he has said you can't unring that bell. Right. He knows something is coming. He knows what it is. Right? He's the only one who does. Right? He could... He could, if he was a certain type of Lex Luthor, he'd be trying to prepare Earth for it and make himself look like a hero and shit all over Superman, right? right? But he isn't doing that. Well, this Luthor is doing something different. Yeah. You know? This is evil Mark Zuckerberg. He's evil Mark Zuckerberg, which is, you know, I, I think this Lex Luthor, while a lot of people don't like it because he's not the Clancy Brown voice Superman, they don't like it. He, he's a synthesis of a couple different comic book Superman. Yeah. He's like Silver Age dude who's a super scientist. He is Mark Zuckerberg. He is, he's a little bit of all these things. Right? Yeah. He's a little bit of kind of the Kevin Spacey Lex Luthor from that movie, you know, th- that one that we forget happened, you know, the, the, yeah, the remake of the other Superman movie with the creepy ass Superman who's like deadbeat dad in it and shit. Yeah. I think that's an important thing. Okay. I believe that is the okay. way that go- that's going, but they could always fuck it up and not listen to me. This is the internet. This is forever. So they'll, they'll find this tape and they'll do exactly what I fucking say. Because that's what's supposed to happen. I can't think of a single reason why this shouldn't happen. Which is probably why it won't happen. <laughs> right. There were a lot. We're, we're a year removed from things that we thought should never happen in this world. Yeah. And that should happen. Everything's so, up for grabs now. <laughs> I guess you're right. Everything's up for grabs right now. <laughs> you can't unring that bell. <laughs> no, you cannot. All right. All right. What do you give Justice League as a grade? Um, I mean, both. I enjoy both. So, you know, I'm not going to buy it on DVD. I was a little worried. That yeah. you did not, you know. No, because I'd heard so much about like, oh, this movie's gonna be shit. And the thing is, is that I'm not. Whenever someone tells me something, and it depends who tells me. Yeah. If it's somebody I trust, yeah. who comes in like, yo, you know, this is good. Okay, I'm gonna try it out. Yeah. There's a lot of people I did not trust, who are like, oh, this is booty. Yeah. And like. Okay, I don't trust you anyway. Okay, you know, you can keep yapping. I mean, but it becomes the internet or the, you know, the, the message boards or the, or the Facebook groups become echo chambers. Yep. Where I heard so-and-so say it was booty. Yep. It was booty. Oh, but so-and-so is booty. Booty, booty, booty. And yep. so you just get Literally this all, exactly. like, and then when the I tell The minute Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 43% or something, everybody was like, see? A bunch of critics don't like it. And I don't give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes. So whatever. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm fine, but it was, and the the... the Number one response I got when I was like, hey, I want to see Justice League. It was pretty okay. Really? It was a lot of really. Really? Because the echo chamber. There are people who I've seen say that they liked it and who I was shocked liked it. I didn't expect them to like it, and they, they gave me honest ass shit. Like, I was okay with that. You know what I think a real good side effect of this is? You can, you can stop pretending that you like Suicide Squad now. 
right? You can literally go ahead and be like, yeah, Suicide Squad, I'm good. Was, I don't need a sequel to that. That was booty. You know, like a lot of people, some of us felt like, shit, it wasn't Dawn of Justice, right? Like, it was different. It, it, damn it. I'm going with, I hate like it, right? Now you can just flat out just move it along. Suicide Squad can be your Ang Lee Hulk now. You know? Wow. It can be that. That can be your Ang Lee Hulk. Wow. I don't think Suicide Squad should have happened before Justice League any damn way. You know? Like, if, you re- if, if Suicide Squad gets made now, it's a different movie. It has to be. And it, I would rather it be a different movie. All right. You liked it. I did like it. I like them both. I liked them both. Um, they were both fun. You know, you know, there were action. There was, you know, people getting smacked in the face. Um, there were some waste, like Aquaman did nothing. You know, you know, he there's some quips, shirtless, okay, do your thing, that's cool, whatever, whatever. He fights, yeah. He fights, you know, you show, show off the trident twice. Yeah. You know. Uh, the, other, the other issue with Aquaman that is important to note is that Aquaman has been sort of being people, a people's savior for some time, as Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne is explaining, yeah. or as, as, as kind of getting in his way on, right? And he knows he's going to need someone with this level of power. Yeah. Right. Aquaman has a power and a ferocity to him that a team like the Justice League will need if you're going to fight a big badass from from, you know, from Apocalypse. Yes. Right. Like what he what he what he offers. There was no point in this movie where you needed somebody with like solid knowledge of fluid dynamics. Right. Like you didn't need that. Right. But you needed somebody to kick a bunch of ass and to not have to whine about it. We didn't we didn't have to coach him into ass kicking. Right. Right. Because he was about he was he was for it. Yep, he's there with that. He was he was willing to like, oh, I gotta do okay, cool. Yeah, let me go do the thing. Right, and, and somebody else has to be willing to look at Batman and say, "Fuck you," right? Like yeah. I, that's I mean, in, in good in good Avengers shit, a lot of times someone has to tell Captain America, "Dude, fuck you." That's often Hawkeye, right? That someone has to be that guy for you, yeah. who can look at Batman or Superman and just be like, "Kiss my ass," right? The reason people love Guy Gardner is that he's willing to say that to anyone, like especially Batman, <laughs> especially Batman. You know, Aquaman gets to be that guy. Okay. You know, it's a balanced thing. It's a balanced thing. Yeah. You know, so I, I get, you know, I enjoyed them both. They, they were entertaining. Um, like I said, some of the comedy didn't, didn't, didn't go across um, in, uh, in Justice League, but I understood, I understood what Flash was. Yep. You know, having not even, I, you know, I'm not a... You know, I'm not a Marvel fan over a DC fan. I just want, you know, I want the good right. stories. I know, I know the characters. I know what, you know, kind of your psychoses, you know, your psyches are. You know, who, like, like in a team, you can't have all, sure. you know, everybody can't be smart. Everybody can't be the right. brawler. Everybody can't be the comic relief. And I understand that's what teams are made of. So dealing with, like, you know, you're dealing with Thor, dealing with Valkyrie. Right. Like, okay, I don't want to go back. This is bullshit. So I'm gonna drink a lot because I can, and but you know when called, okay, fine. Let's let's go back, kick some ass, cool. And you did not like Valkyrie. Tessa Thompson for president. I like, I like Valkyrie. I like Valkyrie was the hard drinking bounty hunter. I like that. I just feel like somewhere along the way we're meant to laugh at her, right? And a lot of her ass kickiness is kind of. Her, her, us laughing at her is getting in the way of her doing the thing that she does. You know, she throws down, right? Now, when it came, when the battles actually happened, she held her own. She was there for that, right? She was good with that, right? right? But her having left Asgard 
and 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 kind of boozing it up, I think that could have been a little darker, right? And not not like I'm drinking to forget. She doesn't have to be John Constantine. <laughs> or maybe she does need to be John Constantine. You know what I mean? Maybe it literally, maybe it is fucked her that, up so that she, she is that, she's right? right? Like, I don't quite need the PTSD so much because, I mean, she's Asgardian. I don't, I don't need that. Like, this is her purpose. Her purpose is to fight, you know? They don't, the warriors of Asgard don't go, man, can we just give peace a chance? They don't go, I, I only signed up for two tours. Why am I on my third tour? They don't, you're a Valkyrie. This is what you do. You show up when Asgardians are falling left and right, and you put work in. You're drinking because you like to drink. Yeah, and you can. Right, you can. <laughs> I'm okay with that part of it. I just didn't need the, it was kind of played like, oh, look, a chick's taking it to the head, right? Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't need that. Like, I think that they might have okay. missed something. There. Okay, okay. I don't know what it is. It's hard to, it's hard to explain okay. that bit. Okay. I like, I like the character, love the actress. I don't know if I like the look so much. I don't know if I, I felt that, but then so much of this movie was like basically, you know, kind of like Barbarella. You know what I mean? It was it was a, it was a Duran Duran music video for the costuming. So like maybe that's the best I'm gonna get. I'm not saying Game of Thrones the shit, right? You know, hmm. like I'm not saying that, but maybe some middle ground of like, you know, you're, you're Battlestar Galactica. Give me a little Battlestar Galactica with a little bit of Game of Thrones synthesizing shits, and I might have liked it a little bit. I don't know. Okay. Well, I enjoyed I enjoyed the character. Um, I enjoyed what she did. Yeah. You know, you know, rubber mitt road. She's like, all right, let's go. Let's, you know, I got right. my shit together. Let's right. Let's handle some bi, and I, I was good with that. Um, it, it's 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 really difficult. Not it was really difficult not to, if you just look just for eye candy or explosions, right. people hitting each other upside the head. I was good. I was good with. Both. I was totally good with. I'm not going to buy either on DVD. I might see him at Bruin View with some peoples so we can drink and yell at the screen. I'm good. I'm going to say a thing that's an unpopular opinion. I think they shit all over the idea of the Planet Hulk thing. They didn't give you nearly enough Planet Hulk. They they, they did not do Planet Hulk justice. On Planet Hulk, the Hulk fights things that can whoop his ass. And there wasn't any of that. You got to see him fight Thor, right? They They missed showing you... That some days Hulk's got to go out there and put in work and get something that is not Thor that can handle him. And this is why he, like, he stayed there, right? It was a different thing. He was liberating people there. It was a different situation for him. I think they kind of missed, a, they missed an opportunity. They missed that. But then again, again, like I said, we don't want to make a three-hour movie. You know, I can think of some things we can cut out. We can cut out the shake weight yeah. to give Hulk something to fight. There's that. Which was literally an inside joke from the director. Because he bought a shake weight when he was in Green Lantern. The fuck you referencing anything from Green Lantern for? There's that. Damn. There's that. All right. All right this, this. Wait, wait. Aquaman will whoop your ass with a polar bear. That's boss's bad. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I agree, Brian. All right. Next up. All right. Let's, um, so we go. All right. So before we get on to... Let's just do the politics shit all at once. All right, yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're, they're related. <laughs> Next up, politics. <laughs> so we can get... Right. Um, so there's a guy named J.T. Brown JT who Brown. plays for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And J.T. Brown was is a, um African-American uh, hockey player, a one of less than 10 in the league. Are we down to less than 10 now? No, less than African-Americans. Oh, not Afro-Canadians. Not Afro-Canadians. Okay, okay. There are more Afro-Canadians. That, that, this is an important distinction, America. That, that is an important distinction. And they so, look like us, but they ain't all us. 
They're close. They're our cousins. Yes, they're they're actually they're uh, mostly uh, they're immigrants from yes. um, Caribbean. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Um, so I get you, that shit confused. I don't expect black Canadians sometimes. Okay, I expect black Canadians. Um, I expect black everything. Um, <laughs> the so Dickie Brown uh, decided to put his fist up during the national anthem in Tampa. Yep. And he was promptly scratched. And when you are you are a healthy scratch in a hockey game, that means that the coach doesn't like you. Right. Uh, because even if you are one of the, like say, there's four lines of three forward, there are four lines of three forwards, and he was a, he was a top nine forward, so which basically means that he is valued and is expected to score every now and again, and this, that, and the other. He was a healthy scratch, which basically means we will shut you down until uh, he actually went public and says, I am not going to do that anymore, and he promptly was reinstated and promptly scored. This is the other thing about, like, fucking hockey, right? Like, the NFL is so black that you can have the kneeling debate because you can't do shit about it. Because there's, there's right? yeah. The <laughs> NHL is so white and insular that they don't want to hear about your, your social injustice. No. And largely, it would take a group of white people or Europeans, effectively, right, to join your protest immediately to have it have impact with that fan base. Like, right. that fan base are a fan base that have literally not had to deal with black people ever. 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 Well, not since Grant Fear, no. Right. Who was back in the 80s. Sure. But the thing that, to that point, there is no, like, there, you're right, there, there is no, there are no black people we got to deal with. Right. And the NHL kind of positioned themselves as, well, we're not the NFL. Right. For a variety of reasons. For a variety of reasons. Right. We right. can fight here is one of their we're not the NFL standpoints. Well, no, literally. You know, like, like, like. We a, have a, less black people. That is, that is also well, a thing. But I'm saying thing. there are multiple points in which the NFL can say, I mean, the NHL can say we're not the NFL. But we have less black people is definitely a thing. But because. You have more black people than you used to have. Yes. But 10 of them are American. Yes. yes. So. Apparently. The, the point of getting to. Uh, the, the point J.T. Brown was trying to make. And the fact that because hockey is insular, because you got people from you know Europeans, Canadians, and that kind of thing, and you don't have that, fr- that common frame of reference, and because if you're a professional hockey player, you've been playing professional hockey for years before you make it. Right. And so they teach you pretty early. Not like, you know, Pop Warner's like, do it for the team. And you're like, yeah, do it for the team. But I'm the wide receiver. I'm way out here. So the team can like, yeah, yeah, but I know you're throwing me the ball or whatever the fuck ever, but I'm way over here. Right. Thing in hockey is that you're doing everything with these guys, right. and you know team chemistry is a big deal, and all this stuff that all team sports kind of yell about. Yeah, but hockey is one of those things that you do what the coach tells you to do. Period. You know, there's no talking back to the coach. Sure. There's no, well, throw me the damn ball. There's none right. of that in hockey because the worst thing you could be accused of is being me first. Yeah, that's the worst thing. Not being a good teammate. So even though the people he played with gave him very lukewarm support, like, yeah, hey, whatever, you know, if he wants to do that, that's cool. That's, yeah. They sat him down. Nobody, the Players Association didn't come up and go, hey, you know, why? It was a weak fucking union. There, Which is also filled with people not having there's his that. best social interests at heart anyway. Right? At all. So the fact he got death threats, they... Filtered them on, like, hey, here's all your mail. Here's your death threats. Like, yeah. they didn't filter shit at all. Um, he's married and has a kid. And they didn't, the, the Lightning organization didn't help him, didn't protect him. 
Nobody did anything. Then he said, okay, I'll shut up now. And they're like, okay, that's cool. But also what popped up from this, um, a lot of fan things like, well, we don't play that shit in Tampa because we're a military town. And you don't disrespect the troops like that. <laughs> so, again, more people not getting it. Okay. More people. Yeah. At, the, at, at this point, if you do not get it, you don't want it. You don't want to get it. Yeah, you don't want to get it. Because if somebody said, hey, little boy, why don't you want Brussels sprouts? I don't like Brussels sprouts because they don't taste good. You don't like Brussels sprouts because it offends you? Right. No, I didn't say that. I said they don't taste If you're willingly listening to black people go, we are protesting societal injustice. Right. And you go, but the troops, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Somebody, because somebody made it about the troops. Actually, the bigger issue, I think, to me is that the fan complaint would be, I didn't come here to get preached at. I came here because I need to escape from, you know, whatever, sports or escapist entertainment. I kind of feel like if you need escapist entertainment to the point where you don't care that the humans you're watching entertain you care about a thing. Yeah. Then you shouldn't be there. Yeah. Then fuck you. Yeah. And so, yes, Ashley, your, Ashley, your people? Ashley's my people, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, there are 10 black people playing hockey. And yes, you can fight in hockey except for black liberation. Yeah. Ashley's very much my people. That, that's, She's awesome. That could be a, that's a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, sure. That could be a t-shirt. The only time you can't fight in hockey, if you're fighting for fucking justice for all people. It's not like black people are saying... We don't want us to be beaten up by cops. We don't you want to get beat up by cops. Not us, right? They don't want anyone beaten up by cops. But no. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's really it. I you had know? somebody hit me with the, well, white people get killed more by police than, you, than black people do. Like, why aren't you mad? <laughs> right? You're not You up. should be mad. <laughs> there are more of you than there are of us. So we won't even, you can't even use this thing. But okay. I mean, given the percentage, the rate at which black people get killed while being a small percentage of the population, I think we have a different conversation here. Different conversation. But all right, you ain't pissed off about that. But you're not pissed off about that. Well, white people get killed. You should be pissed off then. But why aren't you? You aren't pissed off because this is not a problem for for you. you. Yes. Not a problem for you. So, yeah. um, Like I said, I still fucks with hockey. But like I said, hockey is the the culture so insular and at sometimes hostile. That you're not going to get it's any. It's like NASCAR. It's that thing where when everybody looks like you and, and says things that you say and has the fucking flag of a defeated nation on the back of their truck, then like really like you you aren't you're not pressed ever no. to not think about anything to think about anything else. There's no one gonna press you on it. Right. Like this sport but can be captured you, in a bottle yeah. today and be the same five years from now. You know, like there's no there's no there's no pushing anyone to do it, and they don't like there's there's no there's no caring enough about the people. On the ice, right? Right. To be when concerned about home. shit they're concerned about. Right. You know? And, and in fact, they're mad that you're introducing this to them. Right. Stick. I want, no, I don't want politics in my sports. Yeah. You kind of. always been political. How do you think these stadiums came up? Right. How do you think these people get funded? Right. How do you think the owners of these teams made money? Yeah, it's fuck you. All right. Fuck these guys. Fuck these guys. Where up. Um, the ball shit. <laughs> so, I mean, people who know me know that I can't stand the Ball family. Any I, of them. I, any of them. No. I, I don't like the. I don't like Dad Ball. I don't like any of the kids Ball. I don't. I don't even know if the. I don't even oh, know if I consider. I don't. Yeah. Well, there's Mama Ball, and I can't even. I don't even know if she's attractive anymore. I nothing. I don't like the house sitter. I don't like. I don't like the dude who cuts their grass. I don't like him either. I don't like these fools. 
don't like him. I do like to make fun of the shit LeVar Ball says because he says some dumbass dumb shit. shit. He, he says some dumbass shit. But last week, college age ball kid, whichever one starts with a, you know, I don't know, lemon, limoncello, limoncello ball, right? Goes to China with his team, and him and two other teammates start shoplifting shit like $300 fucking Louis Vuitton sunglasses, some bullshit, right? Of course the Chinese throw them in jail, right? Because yeah, you go to do. fucking jail. The Chinese fucking do that shit, right? In some places, you just get disappeared, right? Like, I've heard things like UCLA failed these kids because they didn't prepare them for what the criminal code is like in China. No! Because no. they would have gotten. The thing is, they would have got away with it in Westwood. Yes, they would have. UCLA away with didn't it. tell them, yo, right. if you do the same shit you do, we ain't in UC. Baby, you ain't on UCLA's campus no more. Right. You out here trying to play ball? We gonna bring your ass back. Yeah. But we're not gonna tell. We should. We shouldn't have to tell you. Hey, the shit that you do here does not fly anywhere else. So. They get to learn it. They, get, they learned it. They get to learn it. Learned. They get arrested. They get thrown in the hooskow. They get gaffled up, I'm sure. Gaffled. Right? They get gaffled up, I'm sure. Or whatever the Chinese but, word of gaffled. But the Cheeto in chief. 45. Wants everyone to believe that he, he pulled, got them released. He got to pull, he pulled the string. I don't. You're trying to tell me that there are three other black people he cares about that aren't named Ben Carson, Omarosa, and, and, and that dude, the, the preacher in, in Cleveland? The dude who's going, like, he's got, he knows the top gang thugs. Oh. That dude, you know, remember, he's black. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I don't know. He talked to the, sh- the, top, the top Chicago gang, gang thugs. thugs. The top gang thugs want to sit down with, with, with 45. You remember that? I remember that. Yeah. Right, right. So those are, those are three people that I know that Donald Trump, like, likes the opinions of. Mm-hmm. I did not know he cared about three other black people. So apparently, he cared enough about, he must love UCLA basketball. No. Because he talked to the president of China. Allegedly. Allegedly. And because he was there, right? So, like, he talked to them uh, clearly about basketball. Clearly. Right? And so these kids, get they get released. They get sent back home immediately. Mm-hmm. They are not with the rest of their team. Right. Right? Team's they are off the team indefinitely. Right? And and 45 is out tweeting. Can you believe this? They didn't thank me. They didn't thank me. I should have left them in jail. So, the, okay. So what you're saying is... It's it is it is kiss your ring, or Americans can stay in prison in foreign countries. But meanwhile, Obama did such a bad thing about home dude who got caned back in Singapore. Yes, yes. You should American citizens first. Right, right. Yeah, but not. He didn't ask if they if they thanked Obama. Right, like. It. <laughs> Imagine that shit. Like, there you go, yo. You know, y'all didn't thank me. Y'all didn't thank me. And you know. When brothers feel like they've been put out, right? You done come to my crib, right? You done played my Xbox. You ain't <laughs> you put shit la- in on the pizza. You drank the last of the shit. You, you, right? I'm, I'm all out of JMO. I'm all out of JMO. And you just asked if anybody wanted to make a chip run, but you can't go because you got you up next on the controller. What? What? These hypotheticals are killing me right now. I, we know these people, man. Yeah, we, that's true. We do. We know these people. That's true. Right? We, I'm related. We are, we, are not, we are not genetically designed. <laughs> we are not genetically designed to put ourselves out for people and then get shit on without saying something about it. We're going to say, say something. This is why shade was invented. We <laughs> created shade we created. for this person. If I can't just step to you, right, and like, like choke you over a thing, 
I must go to some other thing yeah. that is like some step down from manslaughter. Right? I have to. We, we need that. Other cultures, I don't know. They don't. I don't know what they have. I don't know what they. Right? Have. We gave you shade, America. Right? There's a whole lot of y'all out there claiming that things are shade. You know it's shade now because we taught you that. Like, we give you things sometimes. We ain't asked for a receipt or nothing. Like you know, like because I mean, the forty acres thing is out done now at this point. So right. We right. Can't ask for that. So. Right. What do we ask for? So, so this dude wants to be thanked for shit that. He's supposed to be doing. Wouldn't even actually be his job. Right. Right? That's the ball cool. kids? Okay. Yeah. And, right, I, I, I just found it hilarious. It, it is hilarious. hilarious. Then the fact, it turns out that they actually, UCLA thanked him. Yep. And the kids thanked him. But Daddy Ball got on TV was yes. like, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Wasn't that big of a deal. Wasn't that big of a deal. Wasn't that big of a thing. That's what got him mad. Right. The kids thanked him. Actually, that got me mad. Because it wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't that big a deal. Fuck you. Wasn't that big a deal. I know a lot of people who, when they were kids, they shoplifted, whose parents found out about it and marched their asses right back in the store. Yeah. Embarrassed as fuck and they never did it again. Yeah. I know a lot of people who were in that yeah, situation. That right? Like, that is not, you, you don't get to say, these kids are just being kids. It ain't like he was 12 years old and he did it. What the, that's, that's your, you're going to go with that? It ain't like he was 12? You're right. He's 19. Right? He, he went to a country and went on a crime spree. You know? Ah, Buddhist that, boys. He, 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 he was like the fucking Riddler. You know what I'm saying? He all Frank Gorshin and shit. I bet he jumped up on the counter and like waved his cop piece in people's faces. Like, what in the hell? They probably giggled. Right. Like, what do you mean it ain't that big a deal? You're an idiot. He did actually say he could beat Jordan one-on-one. Uh, that was uh, daddy, though. No, no, no. I'm saying that's LeVar. LeVar said yeah. that shit. Right? Yeah. That he could beat Jordan one on one. I always go back to that. I always go back to it. If I had kids, I would be able. I would say, you know, you can do the world. You can, you can cure cancer. Yes. You can dunk on a twelve foot rim. Yes. But I'm gonna tell them that. Yeah. I'm not telling everybody else that. Right. Right. You also will tell them that you can dunk on a twelve foot rim and you can cure cancer if you want to, but you better not have your ass out there. Like, you know, embarrassing me. Embarrassing me. Like, <laughs> I think that's the lesson all of her mothers taught us is don't you go out there and embarrass me. Right? Don't do that. Because it's going to come back. If it comes back to me, LeVar Ball is, over. is embarrassing his own parents. All right. We got it. We got it. All right. So that's, that's politics. Let's that's get, politics. Let's get to let's get, to, let's get There's to shit. There's other political shit out, out happening in the world, but we we don't move along. Right yeah. Now. Let's, let's do let's 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 bring it up. This shit we like. We're, we're shit we like. Stuff we like. So you talk talk about the TV thing. Man. Um, all right, because you didn't you you might have some TV. Th- you you listed it, but I, so I thought you might have some TV shit you you wanted to. No, I figured you'd speak on, but I do because I'm watching a lot of television. I actually I am really annoyed with the fact that TV shows end, right? That seasons stop before like you know the the end of the year. I want a season to begin at Labor Day and to end on on New Year's Eve, right? Because when some shit starts at like January 23rd, I mean uh, September 23rd, but we're done with it by Thanksgiving, then I got a hole in my watching schedule and I got to get filled, right? What am I going to do with all this couch time I have? All this couch What the shit? Time I'm on the couch for like two and a half hours every morning where I can get like two shows in easy. What are you, what am I to do if you've only got like 10, 11 episodes in your first damn season, right? I liked, however, shows I like. 
Um, I didn't list it up there, but Star Trek Discovery, okay. uh, its first half of a season has completed. Have you watched any of this? No. show's great. show is great. Okay. You should acquire this show. I think you would dig it. I really think you would dig it. Star Trek? Star Trek, yes. Yeah. Star Trek Discovery. Okay. It's not a Star Trek show. I know they're trying to tell us a Star Trek it's show. It's called Star Trek. It but sure the hell Trek. is. No, I, I think that Brian Fuller ain't trying to make no Star Trek show. No, no, he's making something else. He's, I don't know what he's making, but it ain't Star Trek. Because the shit they're pulling off on this show, this is some like Battlestar Galactica ass shit right here. This ain't, this ain't, nah. This is next level. This is supposed to be a prequel. It's like it's something that happens 10 years before the original series. No, it is not. Not that, nope. Not with those Klingons, it ain't. Mm-mm. And them Kling, these Klingons are deeply blacker than the next generation level Klingons. A lot blacker. Holy shit, they black. They are so black, these Klingons. I'm, like, amazed. They are black and multicultural. At the same time. Right. They're not a monolith. Ooh. The Klingons are not a monolith. Ooh. It's great. Great. There are some characters on the, on, the, on the Discovery crew who are, like, on the bridge who I don't even have, I don't know names of yet because they never get to do shit. That's a problem for me because <laughs> they're the most interesting-looking characters. <laughs> like, I don't know what Daft Punk does. If you guys know, like, the, da- the dude who looks like he's a member of Daft Punk, who the fuck is that? And what does he do? And the chick who, who looks like, um, she looks like, 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 like pink. Like she's got the, you know, she's got a little short, like, hairdo. And she's got the shit, like the permanent fucking Bluetooth thing attached to her face or whatever. I don't know what her deal is, right? But, like, I want something, I want, I want a show about them. Because they look interesting and shit. But I like, I love Star Trek Discovery. I'm just, they broke the season in half, it seems like. So the show's coming back in January. I don't need you to break it up. Give me the whole fucking show. Give me more. More. But I also like uh, two uh, military, like Delta Force shows, okay. uh, The Brave and SEAL Team. I like both of these shows, but for different reasons. Uh, the Brave is like a, like a kind of a undercover hostage rescue kind of situation for this team of dudes to go around the world doing special missions and shit. Okay. It is a little lighter on drama, right? But like still clever on characterization, okay. right? So I like that. But SEAL Team is the opposite. It is, it is, well, not the opposite. It is heavy on drama and kind of deeper on characterization for the main characters on the show, okay. right? And it splits the time between the, 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 the team in the field and the folks training to join that team, which I think is kind of a clever device, okay. right? The way the unit split it up between the dudes in the field doing the job and the wives at home keeping the home stable, right? It kind of splits it like that a little bit, right? And it, I, I, I didn't expect to like either of these shows. I didn't expect to watch either of these shows. I literally was only watching them because I didn't want to watch a, like a, a show that was going to be like all like America. These shows aren't even doing that, mm-hmm. right? But I was worried they would, so I was going to skip them all together. But I ended up with a hole in my damn viewing schedule. Can't handle it. So I was like, well, shit, all right, I guess I'll watch this, this, this Oorah show. And they're both awesome. They're really good shows. I got through Inhumans, and I'm going to say I got through it because it was pretty bad in the first couple of episodes, Right? But by the time we get to the end of the season, I was kind of on board with it. Okay. Right? I was, I was there. It is a show that I'm going to say for superhero shows, there are shows that are like an A, right? Like The Flash. Okay. Nails it, right? Then there's shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is like a C, C minus. This show started out as a C minus and has gotten to a C, right? But it ain't getting to a C plus until next season. <laughs> Medusa's got to get her fucking hair back. You know what I mean? It, what they, you know what they did? They did a thing where, since the Inhumans are effectively just a collection of superpowers, they 
negated each of their powers to try to get at the character, to develop the character. They negated their powers up front in some kind of way, okay. right? And then eventually they kind of overcome that negation, and that's cool. Gorgon, on the other hand, they forget has hooves, and he's wearing boots all the fucking time, right? And I, that's, I can't forgive you that. You can't have it. I can't forgive that. It's, he's got boots when he's on Earth because he's trying to hide his hooves. That dude was wearing boots like walking around Adelan. So, nope, I'm out. Can't have that shit. Uh, I, because people, Punisher dropped last week, right? I had started watching Punisher a couple nights ago, like at, at night, you know, like right before I go to bed. And I must have fell asleep on that shit because when I went back to Netflix today, because Arian was talking about it, how everybody needed to watch it, I went and looked at Netflix, apparently things I thought I had watched six episodes because my Netflix app just kept going and shit. And I was like, no, nope, I only watched half of one episode. What the fuck? So today, I got seven episodes in of Punisher. And I will say, good show. Mad whiny, though, in some places. But I'm, I'm, it's not like Iron Fist whiny. It's like, it's, it's like can, we, can we just get a skull on my man's chest? And he's got to shoot somebody quick, you know? It, now, I will say this. Fight scenes in Punisher, better than fight scenes in Daredevil. Because again, you can see them, right? They the the way they're the the way in which they come about is just awesome. The way he deals with combat situations, right? Love it. I'm liking all of that, okay. right? I am not feeling some of the side characters though. Not feeling some of the side characters. Microchip is awesome. Got no problem with microchip. And I will say this: I don't want to spoil nothing. There's a there's a foreshadowing of a dirty thing that Frank Castle might do to his boy Microchip. That you're kind of hoping he doesn't do, but you can see he's thinking of doing this thing. Because it's been a while for Frank. You know, he's thinking, but it might do his boy dirty. Uh. And you're kind of like, you're kind of looking at the TV like, no, no, Frank, 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 don't do it, don't do it, Frank. No. Don't do it. You, you know what you're thinking, Frank, don't do it. You know. Uh, David Matthews asked if uh, Punisher is better than Luke Cage. Yes. Yes, because Luke Cage wasn't as good as you guys think it was. It was good for half a season. The other half a season sucked. Right. It was, it was really, the, the thing that saved Luke Cage was Method Man. When, uh, when Method Man, before Method Man shows up, a lot of y'all was confused about something that happened to Luke Cage. Y'all weren't there. You were there at first, and you was, you was getting annoyed because when they killed Cottonmouth, that show sucked. Flat out sucked. Method Man saved that shit. That's fact. And they all agree with me. I don't know if they agree with you, per se. That Method Man joint wasn't David Matthews, Dave, Dave right there, yes. just said, ah, good point, which means he agrees with me, because that man is a gentleman and a scholar. He's one of the smartest people I know on the internet. That's true. He's a handsome individual. That's true. Yeah, you know. Snappy dresser. True. And a you graduate know? of the University of Illinois. Lots of people are. Yes, but though. Dave in particular. Okay. All right. It would have been better if you'd gone to DePaul, Dave, the Harvard of the South Loop. Nah. But, you know. Or, you know, you could be the rival, the kind of appointed rival school of certain school of the, of the block here. <laughs> I don't even know they know they're rivals. Yes. I have no idea if they yes. know they're rivals. Yes, because we, 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 at the football game, there's a land of Lincoln hat. So we play for the hat. Oh, really? Yes, they do. And it's been in Evanston for the past uh, eight out of, uh, when we ever, like six out of seven years. And so, you play Illinois for the hat? For the land of Lincoln hat. Can't you be like a real fucking college rivalry and play for a fucking axe or some shit? We had a tomahawk. Like a but barrel was, of beer? No, sui su tomahawk, but you know. Well, not a tomahawk, like an axe. No. 
Like, like Native Americans, we don't ever use a fucking axe. You yeah, know? Orcs use axes. Lots of people use axes. Wildcats don't use axes. They don't have thumbs. Yet. They don't wear hats either. They could wear hats. There's you a cut whole, the little ear holes out. There's a whole thing on the internet, baby. Hats on cats. Hats dog. on cats. All right. I figured out. Now a lot of people have thought Legends of Tomorrow is trash, of like DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and it is trash. But I just realized why it's trash. Today, it has taken me three seasons. Today, today, I figured out why it's trash. Why is it trash? I foreshadowed it earlier because they're not making a competent superhero show on purpose. They're making the Justice League International, which are meant to be funny and stupid. They just can't call them the Justice League. Clearly, right? The concept here is they're trying to make a subtle comedy, goofy show where they can't be heroic and awesome because that Justice League wasn't. They're making that Justice League with B-level characters. That is what I think they're doing. That's why it's trash, because we didn't ask for that shit. Why can't they just do shit competently like the other two shows do? More or less. There's no reason that they won't, except for the fact they're purposefully making a lighter, funnier show that just sometimes isn't funny. Or is funny, but you don't want a comedy. You don't want whimsy in your shit. I mean, I've accepted it in some cases. Like, in this show, there's, you, can't, you can't avoid it, right? And I watch the show, but there's like, um, there's, there's sometimes a shit that's like, really? That's the thing we're doing? Okay. Like, you, like a, a Dominic Purcell plays Heat Wave, right? This dude is perpetually drunk and just not involved at all in any missions they want to go on. He's just like, all right, I'm just going to go and I just want to burn something, punch something, be drunk, sleep. And he's just an asshole, right? <laughs> but he's like, he's a, he's, he's a comedic asshole. Okay. He's not like that a dark happens. asshole. That happens, yeah. You know? But everyone is that type of asshole at some point on this and show. Like, and like we said, you can't have a group right. where everybody's the Where same. everybody's that kind of ass. It was the same kind of idiot. Uh, so that's my TV shit, because I don't know that I'm actually watching anything else worth mentioning um, until, until Star Trek comes back, or something else debuts, or something else replaces Punisher in my Netflix rotation. You know, right. I've been told their shows are out of watch, and I just don't want to watch them, because... I don't know if I like the people suggesting the shit to me that much. You know, sometimes some people come in yeah. like, man, you ought to watch this show. It's about werewolves. And you're like, you like werewolves a little too much, bro. <laughs> nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? <coughs> are you saying the suspect? Is that, is that sometimes that? Some, some, re, some, some recommenders are suspect in their tastes. Okay. I respect that. Uh, wow, I, I see. I see what you did there, Ashley. You know, she said maybe if Luke Cage start Blake Shelton. You know, damn. Wow, sexiest man alive, according to People Magazine. <laughs> I, honestly, I didn't even know they still publish People Magazine. I know. Because, I was over it because grocery, you know, right? Grocery, grocery store checkout shit, right? That's, like a lot of people in, in, in checkout lines across America wouldn't even think of the other sexy men there could be because people just told him it's Blake Shelton. They'd be like, okay, you mean it's not George Clooney? Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's probably what they think. It's, it's got to be George Clooney or Tom Brady. Well, Blake Shelton, okay. When I look at Blake Shelton, I think of Greg Evigan from BJ and the Bear. Right? I, I think of, like, some old, like, 80s era, like, fucking, like, action TV star guy. You know? Like, with, with a snappy soundtrack? Yeah, like, if, if Burt Reynolds won't do your, your Trans Am car stunt show, you'd get a Blake Shelton to do it. 
right? It's not interesting or it, it, it really like he's he's got that face. Like Blake Shelton's face looks like, bro, you should you should eat a vegetable. You know what I mean? Just think about it. Just try to rub a vegetable on your face. You know, something. You should change your diet. Do, do a thing. He's got that kind of face. Okay. Like, like he's the drunk uncle at Thanksgiving, but it ain't Thanksgiving yet. Damn. You know? Like, he's got that kind of, whatever. Okay. You know, I'm good with it. Okay. You know? Music. Okay. Give me a music thing, Troy, because I know you do music. I do music. Um, an artist named Rhapsody, um, who... If you listen to any um, Kendrick, um, has put her on. She's been on a couple of Kendrick's albums. She came out with an album which is actually really good. It's called Lelia's Wisdom. Um, a bunch of guest spots, but they're scattered. Um, and she gets people who respect. Yes, yes. You said she put out an album. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's called Continue. Lelia's Wisdom. Um, a bunch of people on it. Black Thought, Kendrick. Um, good, good lyricists and sure. whatnot. Um, good production. Um, this, this sounds is, like this is our fourth album. This sounds like hip hop. It is hip hop. They still make that. They still do. Wow. And her flow is ridiculous. Like it's it's accessible. Um, no mumbling. Uh, polysyllabic. It's like she's coming with it. And this okay. is her fourth album. Um, she's from North Carolina. She was part of the Justice League crew, kind of. Oh, on I the, see. Okay. On, on the fringe of the Fonte thing. All right. Uh, so Fonte shows up on here. Um, there's a her and uh, Ninth Wonder handles the production for most of the stuff. It's really, really good. Um, it's, like I said, it's accessible. It's Lady MC. She's finally getting, like, I, I believe she has a video. Uh, she's just been kind of toiling in sure. kind of obscurity. But like I said, when Kendrick's put her on, on his last two albums, Kendrick had, has her on as on, on guest. On get, doing guest verses, and she blazes it. Um, great storyteller. Uh, like I said, very accessible, and like you're not having to go to some site to figure out what she said. Yeah. Very clear with it. Um, a range of topics. We're not dealing the drugs and shit like that. We're just doing like we are destroying MCs like the old school days. We are talking about how much better we are. We're talking about. Um, how the bullshit we had to deal with the music industry. We're talking about how, you know, there's stories of, you know, I got challenged to a battle, but then I figured out the person who was challenging me wasn't worth shit. So I'm gonna tell you about how I, she ain't worth shit. And then her boyfriend came up and he was on some sexist bullshit, so I destroyed him too. Like, yeah, like you're cheering at the end of okay. this fucking thing. Great, great, um, like it's one of, probably one of the, is one, to me, one of the best albums of the year. Okay. Um, but um, Larry's Wisdom, it's, it's like I said, it's out there, like a fourth album, um, like full of guest spots. Um, some, you know, not a classic album. Some things are skippable. Okay. But it's enjoyable. Sure. And um, after hearing that, I went back, got the others. Um, still, like, she, she's maintained a level of, of, she's maintained a level of quality that, I don't know if people are reading up on. Um, there is an artist named Jay Live who's been around for a long, long, long time. Uh, Jay Live used to be a teacher uh, back in Brooklyn. He started he started doing uh, hip hop. I would say 10, 15 years ago or so. Uh, all of his his entire catalog is on sale on Bandcamp for fifty percent off. Um, he has something like here's a cat, here's a cat who's been underground but not of his own volition. 
Like, he has the skill. Like, he's one of those things where you can say, you can point at and go, this music industry is not a meritocracy. Right. Because this dude has been putting out top-notch quality shit. And the dude cannot, he gets fucked over by labels. Then he has his own label. And then he can't find good distribution. Can't find distribution, sure. And yeah. so, like, this dude, like, if all was, you know, if all was equal and we actually rewarded, you know, quality sure this dude would be then i wouldn't be making hip-hop jokes you wouldn't be right like that, that's it right you know what i mean like if everything was even if everything know, was even, if, if he, it was about quality but he cannot catch a break he could not catch a break i don't think he's leaving the game per se it's just the fact that um every now and again they do a you know hey buy my last two albums for five dollars or ten dollars okay. or whatever he is it's on band caps j live um he is just 50 percent off this entire catalog which like i said is Probably about ten albums or so. Um, uh, tons of tons of guest people, good guest people. Daylight shows up. Um, Premiere. Um, it's a bunch of, of people who are lyricists, and he's just one of those pure lyricists who makes you think, makes you laugh, and do you know does really good stories. But he just he just can't make it. He can't make it big. Right. Um, I definitely recommend you go out and, and, and peep that. I've been listening to that again. Um, also, uh, in GQ, um, Andre 3000 had an interview. It was a GQ Esquire. What is a GQ Esquire? And Andre 3000 is, we clown him, you know, for the Erica Badu shit. We clown him sure. for, you know, but he talks about in this interview how. He's different, and you know the the spaces he's been and what he wants to do now and everything. And he comes across really as, and he says, "I have social anxiety. Like, I can't really stand being around a ton of people. Right. So I don't party. I don't, you know, I'd rather be, you know, I'll say hi and kick it, but I want to go home." It says, "But in this hip hop game, you can't do that. Right. Because they expect you to be at the parties and they expect you to do all this stuff. So it says when I start doing the, the vegan." vegetarian thing with Badu, with the head wraps and all this other shit, then I stepped out that mold and people didn't know what to do. Right. So I definitely, and so I, that caused me to have to go back and listen to all that shit again. And if you start from Southern Playalistic and go up through Quimini and Stankonia and, and you listen to that entire, just listen to the entire Outcad discography, like there are, even you, you know these songs. You know Miss Jackson. You know Bombs Over Baghdad. Uh, you know, well, uh, Wheels, not Wheels of Steel. You know Miss um, Jackson. Like, you know these class classes. But if you go back and listen to the beginning, these kids were 17 years old and putting right. out, like, this shit was better than shit people were put, put, people put out now. Right. As 30-year-olds. Right. Like, and you appreciate the music, musicianship, and they're talking about, you know, sometimes in history, those things just happen. Like, you just so happen to have a guy who, I know how to make beats. Uh, then you got some dudes like, I don't really want to go to high school anymore. I want to hang out, and, but I'm really good lyrically. I'm right. really good vocally. I really have a stage presence. And then it just so happens these guys meet. And it just so happens these guys go, hey, I paid the light bill. Let's. I got right. electricity. Let's make some shit. And then to get the ear of, you know, a major record label, and then to be able to launch their career and do shit. He's like, he's he's making, he's doing fashion shit now. 
Right. That's what he feels like doing. And I can't hate that at all. But because he, he actually has the freedom to do that he now. Has the freedom he was successful at what he was doing enough right. that he can step away from that and do something else now. And people ask, and the man... Kanye can't. Nope. Um, <laughs> but the takeaway from this article... From this article like, so How sway? <laughs> that was wrong. But the takeaway from the interview, people said, are you going to give us more music? And he said, you know what? I don't think hip-hop is an old person's game. Um, I don't think I have anything to prove. I don't have anything to give you. He says, if I want to do music, I want to do stuff with instruments. I want to do stuff with, I don't want to, says, I may not want to rap anymore. Yeah. And as a fan, one of the best to ever do it says, I don't really feel like doing it anymore. There's going to be some. You know what he just did? He Barry Sanders did. He, le- he left he, before. He, he, he Barry Sanders it. He left he before. said, before something bad happens, and I really hate it, I'm going to go do something else now, and I'm okay with that, Yeah, basically. But, it, but he's like. You have to adjust. You have to adjust. Fan base, yeah. Yeah. Says, you know, I want to learn an instrument. So I want to master an instrument. Yeah. You know, that's not a thing hip-hop artists do. Right. Like, do you rap. Right. Musicians like, do that. Musicians do right, that. Right, right. And he himself like, you know what? I can do this musician yeah. thing. You know, I don't know if necessarily he can do the acting thing. Right. Well, but then again, he can find out. He can find, he sure. can, you know, he can. I have no problem with him finding out. So, really, so those are the things. So, um, going back, listen to this outcast from the beginning and appreciating what they did, how they did it, and how young they were when they did it. Right. It just, it just absolutely, and the fact that they gave you high quality stuff consistently. Right. That makes me, so that gets me to this point like, oh, you know, I'm going to go back, listen to stuff, because it was so good. It was so good. And to go back and say, this is what, you know, like, it has a place for me historically, but also musically where, you know, you guys, they were platinums everywhere. Right. They, they released platinum, platinum, yep. platinum. So the fact that these guys are still trying to go forward and still trying to do things, still trying to be musical, I'm totally, I'm, that, that's, that's really gotten me. You last couple months, just like yeah. good music has gotten me through. Musically, I am listening to uh, a lot of the bands that I've been liking for the last six months. I'm still kind of into, but recently, I did a, a kind of like a, a backwards deep dive into something that I like. I don't know how it came across Spotify, but the band Killing Joke showed up again, and I am I've just decided, holy shit, I've rediscovered the awesomeness of Killing Joke. They're you might, if, for those of you who don't know, Killing Joke is a British band that started like kind of early '80s era, kind of like early '80s era. They're contemporaries like Susie and the Banshees and bands like that. But their music goes from like this kind of like post-punk kind of sound, like edginess and with kind of a um, and an, a real like kind of a bite to it, to being kind of like I don't know, kind of a synth pop with a little bit of like a guitar edge to getting really kind of like aggressive and heavy again while still being like kind of post-punky and they've had so many albums over such a long period of time that just putting, you know, typing Killing Joke on Spotify and just putting that shit on like shuffle, right? I come across songs that I haven't heard in like 15 years, right? And it's like, what the, what band is that? Wait, this is also Killing Joke? They're just not the same band album to album to album. Yeah. And I like when it's gloomy and rainy and like Chicago-y outside, like, this is an awesome band to rediscover, right? When you just want, like, you want, you want steady beat. You want something you can nod your head to. You want, you want folks doing music about 
the corruption that you're reading about, right? You know, what I mean? but they were calling that shit back in the '80s, right? You know, they one of those bands, right? Like the lineup of the band changes, and for some of the other bands that we like, like Ministry and 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 some of those like kind of wax track era bands, they the members cross over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those guys were all working back then, right? Like there's a lot of quality shit in the catalog of Killing Joke that like really if you want to try something that's just it's a little darker a little gothy like it made me listen to prong again right something that's just like heavy and steady right and and mechanical sometimes you just want that shit because i'm not quite ready to like you know turn the candles on and like you know fucking have the sun come out and like you know mow the grass right i ain't there yet you know I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, like, bundle it up and, like, put some gloves on and, like, stomp about the neighborhood. Like, you know, fuck you on my face. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just, you, you're still in that mode because we ain't got that yet. Right. It's not Christmas yet, damn it. Right. That's true. This is the holidays. holidays. And the holidays are about feeling grim and putting a fine face on it. Right? Like, this is perfect for that. There are going to be a lot of people we're going to see over the next month where we got to be like, hey, I ain't seen you in a minute. And you're thinking, that motherfucker still owe me $30. Should I just let that shit go? Not right? this year. Right? You know? <laughs> like that's, that's going to be Or I'm going to let you slide if you don't say shit if bad you, to right. me. If you don't say shit bad, I'm going to let it slide. But if you talk I'm about let it slide. who made the potato salad, then we're just like, mm-hmm. remember that? It's on. It's on now. There's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of that. A lot of that. A lot of that. Yeah. Thanksgiving advice. Can we get Thanksgiving advice? My Thanksgiving advice is this. Take a flask. Pack a flask. Wherever it is you're going, and whoever you okay. are and wherever you're going, pack a flask. There's a problem with that. Why? What about people who don't, who may abuse said flask? Well, Thanksgiving is made for that. You get a hall pass. You get a hall pass. Wait, okay, hold on. Are you your drunk uncle? There's a question you got to ask. That if you can't identify your drunk uncle in your family, it's probably you, right? That might be a problem. Don't do that. Don't do that. But if you've led a quality life of being the drunk uncle at Thanksgiving, I'm not going to tell you to short step now. Because right? at this point, you're expected. Yeah. Because you're not the drunk uncle. People are like, well, what, what, what? You've thrown Thanksgiving off. You, you know, after the last couple years, some people in your family are on some bullshit. Pre-game. Pre-game. And feel free to walk away. That's important. Walk away. Go down in the basement. Because you know what the basement is. The basement's where everybody else who already knows the bullshit's coming. They're not, they head straight down there. They know the bullshit coming. Be, be like the people who know the bullshit coming. You know, be like Cousin Steve. Cousin Steve then dropped out of college. Cousin Steve is on his fourth really serious girlfriend in, in, in three months. Right? Cousin Steve, mama talk about him. His auntie talking about him. He know it. Don't nobody like the current girlfriend. He know it. He comes through, he hugs, you know, he reaches over, grabs like, you know, something about the, about the little appetizer bowl and shit, he takes his ass downstairs, right? Be Cousin Steve. You don't have to sit there and take it. That's true. Because you got another month to go before Christmas, yo. Don't take it. Pick your battles. Pick your battles. You pick pick your, battles. your battles. That's true. Pick your battles, right? When they start up on some bullshit that you know, here comes that political shit and they all wrong about it. You have a choice. You can go in, but y'all ain't even sat down to dinner yet. What I would suggest is have yourself three go-to dead celebrities. Throw them shits into a conversation. Like grenades. You know? Pick three dead ones. Any three. Any three. Start a conversation. So we can discuss? Okay. Yep. Start a conversation. So we can discuss. Yeah. Yeah. 
They may not want to talk about that because they want to talk about your life choices. But they sure as hell miss those dead, those old dead celebrities. If this were my mother, and we were having this conversation, hypothetically, if this were my mother, right? And my mother started one of these conversations, I just didn't want to fucking have it. You know what I'd do? I would say, did Smokey Robinson die? I know Smokey Robinson did not die. But I would bring up Smokey Robinson's old ass to throw him under the bus like a grenade because me suggesting the thing is going to affect mom before she's going to think about that for a minute. And now we ain't got to talk about whatever bullshit she's on. And I can survive for another hour. So, do that. You don't run down to the basement? It's a little different now. In the, the family situation is different in the house now. It used to be, yes, straight to the fucking basement. But also, in my family for Thanksgiving, um, we, we would always go to my aunt's, my great aunt's house. Uh, we go to her house for Thanksgiving, and she is my grandmother's, my maternal grandmother, grandmother. Right? So she invites a bunch of her friends to Thanksgiving, too. She okay. would. She's not, she's not with us when she was alive. She would invite a bunch of her friends. None of them can get down the basement steps, right? So anyone below the age of 50 was downstairs in the basement eating Thanksgiving dinner while everyone else was upstairs at the big table, right? right. right? So you were effectively at the kids' table in my family yeah, yeah. Okay. forever, right? If you made it to the grown folks' table, it meant someone didn't make it to Thanksgiving this year. What is it? Christmas? We didn't even. This is this Christmas tradition because we wouldn't do. Uh, we wouldn't do Aunt Lee's house for uh, for Thanksgiving. We do it for Christmas. But it meant if you got there for Christmas dinner, if you were sitting at the table, you had to ask. You had to, we all, me and my sister, would look around the room like, who ain't here? Because it meant that one of her friends then croaked. Right. Right. Because she she didn't usually do the thing where she fall out with people and then stop fucking with them. And she yeah. that wasn't really her style. Yeah, yeah. She would she would stop talking to you. She's gonna fall out with you, but you get invited to Christmas. Right, like okay. she was, she would do that. She won't. Respect. Respect. She might, she might, like, she might have some things to say, but she ain't gonna cut you off like that. You know what I mean? But like, they were all, people were generally her age, so it was like, man, my whole life I was in the basement, all my life, and in one year I was like, shit, fucking thirty eight, and I got to the big table and it was like, oh, hey, this is the big. Well, why am I at the big table? Who's not here? Holy shit. You know, and there had to be two spaces because my wife had to sit at the big table. All right. Who's not here? You know, yeah, it was a thing, man. It was kind of fucked up for a minute. It was, it was wild. But now my mom lives in that house, okay. right? So the holidays are just it, my my family on my mom's side just ain't that big, right? It's like basically me, my mom, my sister, right, and her kid. Like it's not even like there's gonna be twenty fucking people over or nothing like that. Right, right. And you know my mom, yeah. she's pretty chill about the prepping, right? So. Yeah. That happens, yeah, ain't the same thing. It ain't the same, you know. Ain't really. Okay. I actually have it fairly easy for the holidays. I don't have. Uh, I have. Uh, I have relatives who you don't want to talk to politics with because I think that they might willfully, in some cases of my family, they might willfully have missed all of the actual issues. They might have missed the side to be on. Right. They. They. They may have made some ill choices that they are now regretting. In some cases, right? So you can't talk about it because they can't champion, they can't cape up for their boy anymore. Right. They've hit that point. They know they can't cape for their boy, but they don't want you being like, how you feel now, Ninja? Right, to call them on. Right, right. <laughs> and you know me, I'm sitting across from you, and that's some shit fresh on my dome. I got questions. <laughs> and you ain't going to let it slide. I got questions. So I got a pregame. <laughs> You know? Valid. 
You know what I mean? So that I can come in and chill and just hit the turkey and the stuffing, get hugs and shit, and get on the video game with the nephews, you know, something like that, and I ain't starting no shit. Because if there's shit to be started in my family, I am not going to lie, I'm starting it. I'm the one. Imagine that. Don't let me overhear you getting out of pocket on that social shit. My wife is like pulling up somebody's driveway. She'll be like, Terry, now, you know we've driven like an hour and a half to get here. You can't, can we not, can we not? And I'm like, I I live by the golden rule. Don't start none, won't be none. Fuck a holiday. Don't you get out of pocket. Shit, last motherfucking turkey you make. (laughs) What? What am I supposed to? Come on now. What am I supposed to do? Right. I'm only a man. I'm only human. I'm only human. (laughs) Can I not check a bitch? Sometimes you got to, I got to, what? I, I know wrong is ready to come out of people's mouths, and I got to be ready. So, America, if you stay ready, I pregame. You, you, you ain't got to get ready. You ain't got to get ready. What's up, Becca? Uh, okay. Video games. Video, video games. games. I got two video games, um, which aren't surprised anything. Uh, Shadow of War. Shadow of War. Oh, my gosh. Shadow of War is so awesome. <laughs> I am. Shadow of War is problematic for some people, oh but God. I think I get it. Oh, my God. Shadow of War is They so might have awesome. made it too realistic. I mean. I'm, I'm going to get a beer. I'm going to get a beer, America. He's, America. Going get, he's going to get a beer. Shadow of War, there is, and there is, if you look on YouTubes, um, your orcs go to level 60. That's the highest level. Well, the highest level you can get is 60. The highest level of the orc can be is like 61, 62, maybe a 65 or so. Uh, that determines their power. The thing is, is that some people have taken it upon themselves to, there's a mechanic called shaming, where... You're basically, you battle an orc captain, overlord, or whatever, and you, you basically break their minds. Then you can take their minds using Celebrimbor, who's like, this is all uh, uh, Lord of the Rings stuff. Product placement. <laughs> and you can break their minds. And you, there's a mechanic called shaming where you basically are in their minds telling them you ain't shit. Yeah. You also explode their heads when you do it, though. I don't understand no, that. You, don't. you have a choice? You, can, you have a choice, yes. You can explode heads if you want to. Okay. Um, but you can do this to a captain, and they lower down in level. So you can take a level 60 guy, shame him, he goes down to 55, 53, something like that. And, if he, and so he runs away, and then you get to meet him again in some other encounter. The thing is, though, some people have taken abject pleasure in shaming an orc from level 60 down, and it keeps going down to level 1. And so you have at one at first this huge hulking like no vulnerabilities, no weaknesses, can't get shot with arrows, laughs at your fire, laughs and like it's just indelible. Like, and then you you just hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. Aren't you supposed to be trying to add them to your army? Though? Yes. Like, why why are you? Yes. If you happen to meet an orc who's higher level than you, yeah. you can't recruit them. Oh, I see. Because okay. their, their mind so is you have to strong. break them a little bit. You have to break them so at least once. So, so they're lower level. You come up on them again, okay. add them to the army. The thing is, though, some because games, the thing about sandbox games is that the perverseness of players extends out into how the game world, how the game mechanics work. Yeah. So you can go from, you can take a 60 guy and just keep shaming, keep shaming, keep shaming, to the point he gets down to level one, at which point they beg to be killed. Right. And it is the saddest shit ever. And in some cases, a couple cases, 
The thought being that you keep shaming them, they keep going back to their orc group, and their orc group, their orc social group is shunning them, and right. in some cases, cutting out their tongues. Oh my god. So you basically have a guy, and it's so fucking sad, people. But I'm fucking with this game. Oh my god, I am knifing orcs left and fucking right. And I'm taking, I'm riding Karagors and Grogs, and I'm stomping people and throwing stuff at them. And then there's elemental grogs where like I can breathe fire or snow or poison at things. And it's it's just great. It's just awesome. And you're just running around and Sauron's talking shit the entire time about how you ain't shit and how your mom ain't shit. And how you ain't, <laughs> and how you ain't gonna do nothing. And you thought you were gonna do something, but you ain't gonna do nothing. And you just knifing oh my god, you're just knifing people. And it's it's great. Assassin's Creed Origins uh, came out not too long afterwards. I was really stuck in Shadow of War. Bought Assassin's Creed Origins. Assassin's Creed Origins is a departure of the franchise, and it is really fun and really detailed, and the fact you're running around Egypt, which has not been a setting for any game I'm really familiar with, besides like, oh, I don't know, civilization, you're running around pyramids, and you're running, you're, you're running through, uh, you know, you're running through tombs and dealing with, like, all this Egyptian, all this Egyptian, uh, uh, mythology, but you're also getting a bit of Greek mythology because this is about the time where the Greeks, premise the Greeks and the Egyptians meet, doing that Cleopatra uh, Mark Anthony shit and so you're getting a, a bit of the bad guys being Greeks and phalanxes okay. and you're battling like you're doing, the, you're doing the damn thing where you have a shield, you have, a, you have various bows, you you have items that you that you level up as you go. Really intricate, a ton, and it gives you a sense of, of space where you're in the desert, and there's you know their oasis, their civilizations, you know they're camped around water, and so you have your your next river maybe down the way, and you have to ride your camel or whatever and get to that thing, and you have to do that, and you have an eagle, and you have an eagle you can pilot around who can scout for you. Uh, Brian has asked the question, is, is Shadow of War the game that black nerds won't play because it reminds them of slavery? It is that game. The I think the slavery end of it might be... That, that's, that's no. It's kind of overblown, and I think it's overblown because you are uh, subjugating them. You're, you're, you're affecting their minds, right? But it's because the, the, um, the personalities for these orcs are so well-developed, it might be a little bit too much for some folks, right? right? Like, you are... You are having to like really hear them, right? Talk to you like they're like they're people, right? And in Lord of the Rings and a lot of fantasy shit, the 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 humanoid races in, in D&D, for example, are never written or designed to be humanized, right? right. They're there to be sort of like shock troops. Right. Right. You don't so care about them. You aren't you aren't supposed to have any kind of emotional connection to them at all. And so someone's created a game in which they have an emotional content to them, right? That's kind of fucking people up a little bit, you know. And the fact that their minds aren't steady. Like, their minds, you can subjugate them, but then later, they can turn on you. Right. And he says, well, you killed my blood brother, so now I've erased you from my mind, and now I'm going to kill you. Or they have tribes, there are different tribes, and if you kill your tribesmen, hey, now, you know what, you're not as good as I thought you were. Or, you know what, now there's five of us here, I'm now going to jump you. So it's, right. it's, not, it's not a permanent thing either, because they still have free will. Right. 
So it's 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 a developed thing, but it's it's actually oh, it's really cool. But yes, um, I'm probably gonna play these two games for the next year or so. Um, I'm I think I'm not aware of any other games that are coming out in the near future. I need to play. Um, I'm looking at games other people are playing, like Destiny Two, Cuphead, all these other things, and that's fine. You do your thing. That's that's I'm done. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Shadow War, Assassin's Creed. I'm done. I'm good. All right. That's what's up. I'm not playing video games right now. I haven't even played uh, uh, Skyrim in a while, but possibly just because of time. Oh. I just haven't had time to. You know, my Xbox literally had not turned on in a month, maybe a month and a half, right? Because there was so much good shit to watch, not using my Xbox that I hadn't even used it until today when I started mainlining the Punisher. Then I turned it on, and little Skyrim symbol was staring at me, and I was like, "Ah, shit, damn it!" It caught me sneaking back in, right? Like, how oh, it heard me. All right. Now I might have to give it a little time, you know, because I can't do the I can't do the other game yet. Uh, comics, I got this one bit of news this week. Doomsday Clock happens. Doomsday Clock for DC Comics might be the most awaited comic book event of the last several years. It is the comic event in which the Superman and the characters of the DC Universe meet the characters of the Watchmen Universe. Right? Literally, they find out oh. that Doctor Manhattan has been manipulating them for some time now. The whole New 52 universe was created by Dr. Manhattan, right? They don't know why Dr. Manhattan did it, right? But Superman's about to find out, right? They've only touched upon this a little bit in the DC Universe Rebirth Special, which was June of last year, and in uh, the four-part story, Batman the Flash crossover called The Button, when Batman finds uh, Rorschach, uh, he finds uh, the comedian's button. He finds it. Um, and it's, he finds it in the Batcave, and he's like, what the fuck is this? Right. And so he starts like experimenting with it, trying to figure out what the hell this is all about, and uncovers an extra-dimensional situation. Hmm. And him and the Flash get uh, embroiled in because Professor Zoom attack- is sent by Dr. Manhattan to attack Batman, to stop him from doing what he's doing. Right? And Zoom was dead. So Dr. Manhattan resurrected him and basically sent him out. So that story ended, and now we had to wait until November for the next part, which is Doomsday Clock, okay. which is... Superman directly confronting, or I'm, I'm guessing whoever else is involved in the Doomsday Clock storyline, but it starts definitely with Superman, right? And the Watchmen universe, I find this to be cool as shit. Fucking cool. If you like comics for the big dumbass things that happen in comics, this is for you. <laughs> this is a big dumbass this thing. This is a happening. big dumbass thing that comics were made for. Universal crossover e shit, right? And someone once asked me, speaking of crossover e big dumbass shit, Sometimes you talk about people talk about like um, things that happened back in the day, like DC versus Marvel. Yeah. And they were asking like, would there ever be any DC and Marvel crossovers? And I was saying unlikely, because when Joe Casada went to Marvel, he pretty much wanted to make Marvel uh, uh, very much kind of a frat boy clubhouse that just hated on everything DC, even though they did everything that was DC. A couple years of DC would do it, but still, he right. wanted Marvel to be its own thing. Fuck DC. Right, and he hired a bunch of guys who kind of help him, or at least got guys to come over to Marvel who kind of help push that forward, like Brian Michael Bendis. But now Brian Michael Bendis works at DC, right? Like the structure at Marvel is changing. They have a new editor in in chief. They have uh, uh, new situations happening over there for a variety of reasons. Some of these might be good reasons, and I actually can say that a solid Marvel comics 
complete with its legacy, with a solid DC Comics, with all of its legacy, is great for comics in general. In general and sure. I would welcome a Marvel DC crossover when people have their heads out of their asses. Right? I would welcome it. Can that happen? Sure. I think it can. I literally think it can because the reason it didn't happen was basically some just dumb shit. Like to say, we don't need those guys. You need their writers. Right? You keep using their artists. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? You don't need those. Of course you do. Yeah, you do. Right? This is comics. It ain't like people just come up in the business being a DC guy and they just stay there forever. You know, Grant Morrison did the X-Men for Marvel. We created Marvel Boy for Marvel. Right? You know, people go from one company to the other. Big names do that shit. John Romita Jr. went and worked. He went over to, to DC and stayed there. You know? It fucking happens. Some of Marvel's best artists were DC guys first. Olivier Coipel, brother from France, brother from France, was working on Legion of Superheroes and shit, and he ended up going over and doing Thor, right? It happens. You you can't be like, these are our guys and they're going to stay our guys and we don't need you. The hell with that. You got to put books on shelves. Put books on shelves that people actually want to read. Want to read, right. You know? And to do the the crossover shit in the old days, shit was cool, man. This big big treasury edition, Spider-Man versus Superman, and Batman versus the Hulk. I remember that shit. The, the Teen Titans X-Men was amazing. It was so good. I think I have like five copies of it. So damn, every time I see one in the store somewhere, I buy it. Because I can't believe it ever happened, and that somebody's willing to part with it. Walter Simonson drawing like the fucking Teen Titans and the X-Men, right? With like, like the Dark Phoenix and like Dark Side, like teaming up. Come on, man. Who doesn't want to read that shit? That sells itself. That's More of that. You know? Why the hell not? Yeah, that's what I got. All right, I'm good with that. Um, I think I got through with Black Bolt and the first run of Black Bolt, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed yep. that. Um, still, like, it's still Black Bolt and Nick Fury for me. Like, I look forward to Nick Fury stuff. That Crosswind shit. Yep. Crosswinds is hot. Crosswind is good. Crosswinds is fun. Hey, let's. Swap bodies of a suburban housewife and a contract killer. Let's yep. do that shit. How about it? Like, oh, shit. Wait a minute. But yep. people about to get hits put out on them and shit. Like, oh, ooh. So, yeah, just, yeah, do that. Do that if you can. The trailer, that's coming out soon. Yes. But I have the individual issues, yep. so I don't really give a shit. All right. Let's, yo, let's do things we're thankful for. Things we're thankful for. Go. Um, good music. Yep. Good, good food. Um, uh, friends who were making things in spite of everything. Shout out to Luke. We, f- we keep keep forgetting to shout out Luke. <laughs> shout out to Luke. Shout making, out to Luke. Making our music. We, we keep forgetting to keep forgetting to shout you out. We love you, bro. You you doing what you're doing. Um, people who are like people, friends of ours who are making like I said making things. You have an event here where we're doing stuff. It's for the people. Yep. And it's. People who are making things in in the, in the time where, you know, I, w- I, w- I went to St. Louis a couple of weeks ago, and I was I was in the lift with a brother who, he said he was an artist. I was on my way to the art, art their art museum, and I was, I was you know what do you do? Said, you know I draw and I'm really good at it, you know, but you know I never when I was going to school, no one ever really wanted to help me do the drawing thing. They just wanted, you know, they were concerned about math. They were concerned about English. They weren't trying to do anything else with these other things and to have so much to have so much 
involved in arts, to have so much, especially being creative people, it feels so good to be able to look at and support and, and to do creative things and be able to share it. That kind of shit gets, that, that's the kind of shit I'm really thankful for, the fact that like, if I couldn't draw over the shit, I'd still love people who did. Right. You know, I couldn't write worth the shit, I would still love people who could. You know, so I, I'm, I'm just, I'm really thankful for, I'm really thankful for being around people, uh, good people who do, good, being around good people who do good things. Yeah, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for all of my friends who basically, in, in this last couple of dark-ass years, are constantly like, you know, Picking each other up, man. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people who are doing shit to, like, not necessarily, they don't create comics necessarily, but they're there for each other, I noticed. They're there for me, you know? I, I ain't got to, like, be, like, like just watching the world fucking implode by myself. Because there are other people watching it, too, right. who will talk about it, who are there with a hug, or, right. like, a, like, I understand and shit. Yeah. Like, literally, I've had some great, just... Side conversations with people that were just like, I can't believe we're talking about this, this shit. shit. Right? You know, I, we we are blessed to know you're not by yourself. Some really talented, awesome human beings that I get to kick it with all the time now. You know what I mean? Like like my my role playing groups like have some amazing human beings in them, and I'm thankful that I get to hang out with these cats. I'm thankful that people put up with my shit. Right? <laughs> I am not easy to be a friend of. I'm aware. Right? Yet, I, I got people who are like thinking, man, you know what? Let's, let's do, like, we got another fundraiser for Planned Parenthood coming up on December 2nd. Because I got friends who are like, let's do that. Right? Like a lot of people could totally look turtle. They can head in the sand. And we, yeah. Yeah, we know peeps who are like not doing that. Heroic Holidays is happening here December 2nd because some friends of mine on a whim were just like, let's do another, another Planned Parenthood benefit. Right? Where is this happening? Third Coast Comics. Right here at 6443 North Sheridan Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60626, December 2nd, like noon until, I believe. That's the timing. Holiday Craft Fair, Heroic Holidays, December 2nd, Saturday. Word up. Yeah. See? People doing shit. We know good folks, you know? And if you didn't know good folks and you had to, like, watch this shit you're watching, (laughs) all I would have to live for is waiting for an impeachment. I have more to live for than to wait for. I'm waiting for an impeachment, yeah. but I have solid human beings out here who are like, like, fighting with you. You know what yeah. I mean? Right, right. Like I'm grateful you're not by yourself. yourself. You're yeah. not by yourself, and totally. the feeling of you're not by yourself helps a lot. And especially when it's going to be cloudy, it's going to get Chicago we out. Right, which happened kind of fast this year. Yeah, Chicago was like fuck fall. Yeah. Have these twenty degree days. Yeah. Not. Happy about that, but uh, that's that's. Of course, you're not. You like seeing the sun. Uh, I love sun. Mm, I'm good. Solar powered. Move it along. Solar. I just I, I want you to take your time with the seasons. Don't just up and flip the damn switch like it's a cartoon and shit. Yeah, what you is know. That? Well, you know. Climate, there you go. Climate change. Climate change. The myth of the myth. Let I don't live on a floodplain or uh, that's the shit we're in there. some some low lying area in Florida, you know. Man, right. I don't live along the East Coast. I'm okay with that. Well, East Coast, start packing. Hey, that it? that's that's all we got on the schedule Excellent. on the agenda. So yes, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 23 of Stakes Is High, the Black, Black Nerd, Nerd Podcast. Podcast.
Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate y'all being here. We give thanks for y'all, because y'all kicking it with us for however many episodes you've kicked it with us. Right. Some of you have just discovered us, and we appreciate the newcomers. Uh, some, some of you have been here from the beginning, which is awesome. Which thank is awesome. you. And thank you all for that. I am Troy Hunter, at Tall Black Guy on the Twitters and Thanks, um, a.k.a. Han Yolo. I'm still here. You are still here. I'm still here. I'm your boy, Terry Gant, Doc Midnight, Dread October. We're kicking it. Still here. Still here. Happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. 